0: You know, here's the thing, like, thinking about suicide and all this shit,
1: and like, you know, four of my friends committed suicide. Like, it's like, I feel like after the pandemic, this was like a common thing where men are having like an issue just wanting to be alive. And it's like, what kept me here was like, I have to find reasons to be here.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Mario. And I'm Peter. And we're Guys guys That that Listen. listen. on today's episode, we got dance and Filipino legend, Just Jets. (laughs) Woo! I'm also a guy that listens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> tell us. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Everything you got going on. This story goes way back, but I think
1: in terms to just explain my notoriety, you know, I was on a show called America's Best Dance Crew, and i had won the show with my crew Poryotics, and oh my gosh, it was like almost a decade ago. That was like
3: Jesus 2011.
1: Back then, people were saying like, "Oh, like Jet, you made." It. I'm like, "No, nah, that was like the start of everything." Yeah. Oh. So from there, um, I was I was working with with all the top artists. Like I, we did a. I was working with who did I, just to name the list of people that I've worked with it was Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I've worked with Taylor a bunch of times. Bieber, uh, Poryotics. We opened up for uh, we opened up for his concert in the Philippines, and we also did his music oh, video. I forgot which one. And there's also actually a video of me getting enhanced by him like, like he, Justin yeah he like shorts me <laughs> and like that video went viral and i was so embarrassed but I'm like, i feel like i feel like looking back at that shit i'm like damn i could have capitalized on that shit you, you could
2: have
0: capitalized on
1: yeah. that I, yeah. I, I just i was just right off it, america's best dance career I was like 23 years old i didn't know what to yeah. do but like looking back i'm like oh i totally could have done something with that shit
2: there's no TikTok then or anything yeah. Nah, there That's was true.
1: nothing yeah. like that i think vine was just becoming popular But oh, i didn't know oh, how wow. to use it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah aside from that um yeah you know the video uh uh, the lazy song, uh, Bruno, Mars? Bruno Mars' lazy yeah. song, like we were the guys in the monkey masks, and we we choreographed that video to squeeze my story just kind of like shorter and just to make sense of things. Um, so yes, I did all these things, but then I've I my mind opened up to just to- like to the bigger world outside of dance, and mm. you know, like i have totally just kind of like left it. And I've I, I can digress on that further, I, which I will. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the one of the first things that uh, that, that comes to my head when I'm thinking about the video that we we did with Bruno and the thing is that video was probably Bruno's biggest video to date. True. I think at all of them. I think it has like a billion views plus. If you Look at it it's like a billion views plus. We only got paid 5k for that.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? Here's the thing?
1: What? Hold on, hold on. This is this is another thing that I've like you know at my age now like a, you know like back then I wasn't that smart. I didn't yeah. know how, I was I didn't know how to negotiate like our management team back then wasn't the greatest. Mm. And like you know back then I was just like oh okay great you know like yeah 5k whatever yeah sure. You know, like that was like our rate back then, but like in hindsight, I'm just like motherfucker. If, like our management was smarter. He, they could have like done a whole like okay, like you know, just per like maybe a cent per view or yeah. something like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like you... a dollar per, per view, like for like an X amount of time. Like you know, that's that's how I would have negotiated. Mm. But like just just seeing like being part of that that world, the dance world, and even opening up to a a bigger world of entertainment, and then me just kind of like okay, like. Just kind of stepping out of it, which i'm kind of I'm like half and half out now, you know? mm. and it's just like I think back then and what a lot of people is in entertainment or like people that are wanting to be in entertainment or wanting to be an artist or a singer or whatever youtube or whatever it's it's like they want to realize that dream, but they don't realize the importance of the business aspect afterwards. Oh yeah. Because right? yeah. most reality is, yeah, you like, yeah, yeah, like once you realize that dream, okay, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like you if you want to have a family, you gotta, you gotta feed your kids and all yeah. this shit. Or it's like, you know, you want to have like a, a a continuous cash flow of income, you know, that's where I'm at right now. You know what oh. I'm saying? So it's like, and if I was smarter back then I would have I would have handled it a lot better. Um but yeah, that's this, that's just a like that's my experience in a nutshell and this this is like the tip of the iceberg, and everything else is just like there's way more than this.
2: I really, I really like that you say like you know, you have to like kind of be a businessman to an extent. You know, oh yeah. Uh, one of my favorite authors talks about how like you, being a creative is this whole other experience, and you, you are in a box. You know, be right. creative, do whatever it is you do, and afterwards you have to cage the creative in like Jalen and be the person who like knows how to make money for him. Right. Because so often with creatives, when you're really creative, you get lost. In the sauce, you know? Yes. And it's like, you're in that moment of creativity and you don't know how to separate that and actually, like, put yourself out there in a, in a good business standpoint, you know? Like, negotiate for yourself, like, good rates, good pay, mm-hmm. all that. I feel like that's what people are doing nowadays.
3: Though. You think also because back then, like, that kind of, uh, like, content being created with all these, like, superstars, as far as, like dancers or musicians or co-producers and stuff like that it was kind of fresh and that's probably why the management team didn't have a lot of experience probably not too many people had that much experience you know right. and obviously now you're saying like the younger cats kind of know what to do probably because of mistakes like that
2: yes 100%
1: yeah. and uh, I'm curious like who what was the book that you, you talked about
2: his name is Brandon Sanderson, Brandon Sanderson. what's he, the name of the book Um, mm-hmm. he's called The Stormlight Archives he's oh he is he he has the best no, oh okay it's called… Uh, what is it called when you raise money at that place?
3: Uh, oh, Kickstarter.
2: Thank you. It's Kickstarter. Ah,
3: okay, so, uh, he
2: has the most uh, profitable Kickstarter of all time. He put… A, a, during the pandemic, he wrote four different books. He won't tell you the title. They're secret projects. He's like, hey guys, I'm putting these up. Um, you know, buy them, everything. He made… 27 million. It's pretty good. Just of off of his writing, you know? Because he's already marketed himself to such an extent where he's built that fan base from his creativity. He has his own management team. He has his own like podcast too. Everything he's done, he has his own universe for it. Mm-hmm. Manages it himself with his team and markets it to, you know, his public and everything. So mm-hmm. when he did his own Kickstarter, 27 million. That's, that's crazy. Just the that's just a
3: Kickstarter. That's not even like the final sales yeah. number. I can respect that. Then you got to think about it in terms of like a creative, right? There's so many ways to monetize, but how do you capitalize on it as author, right? You have like something that you're selling an item, a book, right? Whether it's digital where you can't touch or something tangible as a hardback, right? But as a dancer, like what do you do? And I know you're not just in the realm of dancing. You're obviously a multifaceted creator, right? But let's just, Talk about strictly dancing right now. We were talking about views as far as like oh, taking percentage yeah of this person's, but the negotiation for that, I'm sure it would require a high level negotiation to do that, right? Because let's say you're working with someone like JB now, and you ask them, "Well, hey, I just want a penny of like every thousand views." Good luck, you know what I mean? Because they know, they know their management knows, like, and not only that, but I feel like. Luckily, you guys had a lot of notoriety in your name. Yep. But for the smaller cats who probably just get on there and they're like, $5,000, cha-ching. Yeah. But really, in hindsight, right? The whole picture, you're not actually making that much. It's actually not that much because it can't sustain you. And it just kind of goes back to, well, I know that you know about investing. Yeah. But that's like a financial literacy thing that's also not taught to a lot of creatives, right? And that's yeah. a whole other thing.
1: And I think uh, I was forced into that during the pandemic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, maybe we
3: talked about stuff like we that We
1: were talking about this So, like, yeah, yeah uh, And I, this this kind of brings Speeds up the story Like, it's like I'm someone who Who understands Investing, business game But also was a creative You know, and uh, But I had to learn it Through a lot of pains mm. And so uh, I think The door opened for me during, was the pandemic I knew that The entertainment world Was the last thing That was going to come back Like, uh Specifically, performing arts yeah. like dance was the last the last thing that was to come back. And mm-hmm. was my prediction was correct? Like it wasn't until like maybe last year that like okay, now we're having like live concerts, Coachella's yeah. back, you know what I'm saying? So then, and I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go jump in the stock market. I'm gonna learn how to do this shit. And I think I did pretty well. I got hurt a lot, <laughs> but I also but but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just like I I did pretty well. And I think for for someone that was uh, that came from a From an entertainment world, you know, from just from the entertainment world, like you can, I made money, I made money in the entertainment world, you know it. And but the stock game is just way different, bro. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, it's like what when you're working, when you're working for your time, you're you're doing active work. Mm -hmm. You're just you're actually like doing something. Like even when I was doing uh like movies and TV, uh, excuse me, movies, commercials and stuff. I'd be there for the day, yeah, and then, uh, you know, depending on the contract, I'll either get a buyout, meaning, like, a one-time fee, like, okay, we'll pay you 3K for this. Okay, cool. Or it's like, if you do a SAG contract, it's like, okay, well, we're we're paying you the the daily rate, but for every time it airs, we're going to pay you X amount, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I think the most I got was, like, maybe, like, 30K off, like, uh, something. Yeah, Now, that's cool, but in the stock market, um... And during the pandemic, I'll say it's this is it's a totally different game. Yeah, it's changed a lot. It's like it's it's yeah we're we're like in a we're in a bear, in a bear market. Yeah, I was right. a
3: genius during the
1: pandemic. Everybody, like who wasn't a genius? Yeah. But I, but the thing is, it's like at the end of the day, it's just more like it's just it really just was about like are you were you right or not? Yeah. And I was I was hype on AMC. During that time. Yeah, I so, know. You were. <laughs> I was like, I saw AMC. I was I, I learned how to read the charts and I was like in all the chagger. I was in, I was just reading everybody. I'm like, yeah. none of these people are talking about it. I'm looking at the charts. There's no way this shit's gonna fall. Mm-hmm. It was, I got in at $3. I put almost everything I had into it. Oh wow. So then, I know that. Almost everything I had. Holy um shit. and then I had I had some uh, I had uh I had some options and stocks and yeah. some uh some other ones as well. But most of my shit was in AMC. And then the day that AMC blew up. It hit seventy two. Yeah, it was June second. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I remember, <laughs> and
1: I, I remember I was I was in Hawaii at the time, and I think I, I came up like 200 k in one day. Sheesh. Now here is the thing, that was a good day, and uh, but here is the crutch of it, like there's a there's a, there was uh, it was dope being you know like that was the most the fastest money I made in one day. All right, yeah, I've talked about this in a couple of podcasts as well, but the the other effect of it is uh, what I saw mm. now to me the the, the stock market. You're straight up. That's to me. It's, it's the red pill. You mm-hmm. take the red pill, and you see the world for what it is. You exit the matrix, and like, cause I saw everything. I saw. I was watching the news. I saw how how things affected the news. Yeah. How, ha, and not only that, but it was just like also just being around. Uh, one thing I I, uh, I noticed about the stock market, it's full of people who can predict human behavior, and that's mm-hmm. why there's that's why they're there because to win in the stock market, you got to be you, the ones who win are the ones who get in early. Yeah, and then get out when it's like hype. Or you could just inverse Kramer the entire time. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a stock joke. That's a, <laughs> I'll, only I think a few people okay, understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, like stockheads out there. Yeah, yeah. Cramer is like he's like he's basically the biggest pump and dumber. Yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah, yeah. Because he's the most he's the most famous dude on what is it? What is it, what is it? The uh, uh, I forgot what Wall street is, bets. No, no, no. no. He, he has like a show. He has a TV like show. A segment. He has the most famous. He's like the
3: most famous stock person yeah and he sounds he's always like super passionate like "Oh, know you won't know about this amc it's really gonna dump right now and then everyone will just buy yeah <laughs> that's yeah, that's why yeah, they yeah. call it inverse kramer because he'll just say like the stock market looks good today and everyone's like nah it's gonna drop it's either getting early
1: getting there early mm-hmm. if you're if people are already talking about it like oh shit amc yeah. or like or mm-hmm.
3: dogecoin or whatever and like
1: that's it's too late yeah you know that that's not the time to to no. get in you should be selling by that point yeah um now like uh now to be mm-hmm. real I took puff, I took a little bit off the top at seventy, but then I really took everything off, like around like maybe 60, 65. Okay, <laughs> so the solid. next day that shit dropped, and it oh, went right yeah. back up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was crazy. But um, I okay, me talking about exiting the matrix, taking the red pill. Yeah. Uh, so I this is it was the first time I was exposed to uh, conservatives, moderates, and conspiracy theorists because mm. these are the people I was just talking to like yeah. every day, and everybody's cool yeah. as fuck. It's like, what are we doing? Like, you know, all we're at home, you know, and I'm like talking to these people day uh, from. From like 5 a.m. West Coast time to like uh after market close, like six, like six p.m. I can't yeah. remember, four p.m., something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I come from a place where where the world I came from, full of, you know, creatives and liberals. So I saw a duality of like different people.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I came from the world where people were hating on like Trump supporters mm-hmm. and cons- you know, conservatives and all that. And then like, but then I'm like, I'm in this world, I'm in these rooms talking to these people who are like, conspiracy theorists, uh, flat earthers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just people that, like, everybody on the left dislikes and it's just like, man, these people are actually cool as fuck. Yeah, And it's just like, seeing this, seeing this was just, it put me in a weird, like, place. And it's like, I felt like I had a, I couldn't talk to my family. I, like, when I talked to, like, friends in the dance world, they didn't understand me. Yeah. Like, I got, yeah, like, I, I got actually canceled in the dance community because for for an instance, and what? I can I can digress
3: about it. You know, I I know you talked about it a little bit, uh-huh. but I didn't exactly understand like why. Okay. At that point, I think it was like a couple of days after you had to really, really talked about the main core situation.
2: Did you I, fall in love with the Republican girl? Or?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be together. Is, is Donald Trump's oh daughter. <laughs>
0: it's
2: the Romeo and Juliet. Oh my gosh! Uh,
1: I no no nothing like that. No no no. But it was just more like okay. I think uh, so. No. Let me just uh, tell you about what happened. So, yeah. you know on my Instagram like I basically if you look at my Instagram now it's not what it used to be but like I was straight up like dancer influencer like I had like my page was like oh this guy's a straight up dancer you know what yeah. I'm saying like I didn't want that anymore and I can I'll explain that later but um what had happened was uh so what I used to do was I used to like just put my camera down just like that and I just dance around the world wherever like wherever I was at you know and just fuck around with people and shit now there's one video I did in 2019 when I was in a I was judging an event in Nigeria and I put the camera down dancing and these these two African kids just came to hang out with me and I was like teaching them. And like that video did pretty well. Like yeah. it, it was dope. And I had, I had everybody loved that video. Now, this is where it got, this is where the pandemic, uh, uh, when the pandemic, it kind of just showed me a different world of dance. And I'm not saying like, you know, like the world of dance, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the way I was seeing dance, like how, how the dance world was in that in that time period, I was just like, I'll just say it was very negative. So, so because I posted this video in 2019, I, I, uh, I had reposted this, this video again because during that time it was when Reels were becoming a thing and everybody was mm-hmm. just reposting their old videos in Reel format. Yeah, you know, it just it just it just boosted uh, uh, Reels at the time and even today it just it just boosts your videos more. Yeah, it, yeah, it gets more eyes on it. And but this time I taught the I reposted the video and I talked about my time in uh, Nigeria. But I also I was also talking about what was happening in Nigeria at that time. So during the pandemic, there was a time where the uh, uh, the gov- the Nigerian government, had hired a paramilitary to just kind of handle business. So they gave these these random people like guns, mm. just to just just you know handle business. You know, like as a security, you know, like extra security. But these people were, were uh, took advantage of that and they started shooting and uh, you know stealing Whoa. from regular people. And then like I was like, yo, like this is crazy. I reposted the video and I talked about this. I wrote a caption about like this is what's going on in Nigeria. And then. Immediately after I posted that, like people I had like comments saying, like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this is an this is a this is an example of white saviorism. And I was like, like, wait, what's going on? And I had this organization in the dance community uh that had reached out to me and they were like, they wanted to talk to me about the video. And I was like, Okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, what do you want to know? I get in this this uh I this uh live IG video
3: and they're I'm on this live with this girl. Oh, dude! I was on that for like a split second. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, for a split second, but she was pretty, pretty much coming at you. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. So
1: here's the thing: you watch the video. Uh, like now, it's somewhere floating around. People, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've talked about this in, in like two podcasts already, mm-hmm. and like I'm I have a feeling this might like erupt it again. But it's somewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the video. Like you look at the video now, like you can't see the comments rolling, but in the in the video, when I was in the live, you see all these comments rolling and I have all these people talking mad shit mm-hmm. at me. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm talking to this girl, I forgot her name, and it's just like, okay, uh, what are we doing here? You know? Because I'm seeing all this negativity and then mm-hmm. she's just like, we want to talk about that video. That's an act of white saviorism. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Like, I was just like, let me, let me talk about my experience in there first and then I'm going to talk about my, yeah, my yeah. latter yeah. experience. So, uh she was basically saying things like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. If like, if you're going to talk about something like this, you should have a black voice talking about this. Mm. And I was just like, uh. well, I was like, I was like, whoa, dude, like, I'm just, in my head, I'm like, I'm just, uh, you know, showing what's going on in Nigeria at the time. And, you know, but, and so basically, basically like, like, it's just, and this is what's weird. 2019, people are giving it mad props. Yep. Even the same people that are can- were canceling me, in, the, in 2020 wow. during the pandemic They were giving me props in 2019 But because of the time yeah. that was yeah. in People were like "Hey, on me now Like it was just crazy Now here's the thing I didn't back down I was just like I didn't think it was wrong mm-hmm. But people kept coming at me Because it was just like Or she kept coming at me Because she was like she, I wasn't admitting to it mm-hmm. I didn't want to admit to it Because I was like well, This is ridiculous Why Like first of all I'm not even white yeah. Yes I'm a lighter <laughs> complexion Filipino yeah. But it's just like What the heck is going on here you know, so, and I basically like, you know, she kept asking me questions like, do you believe Black Lives Matter? Do you like, do you, like you know, all that, like, it went, she went political. And wow. I was just like, at that point, I just knew that wherever I went, if I said yes or if I said no, it's just gonna be like, this is gonna keep going. I knew I needed to get out. So I just kept asking her questions. And uh, eventually she was like, you know what? You're like, you're avoiding the questions. Like, we're just gonna cut this. I'm like, Okay. And I, even after the end of the video I was like you still want to be friends though like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then but she yeah, she was like whatever. But then at the end of the video I saw all these people rolling on the comments and like uh these these people, some of them were were dancers that I hired, that I traveled with, wow. that I worked with for years, some some of them I battled with and it's just like I was just like what is going on here?
2: That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, <laughs> I almost like suppressed it. Now, I'll say this uh like there's a a lot of things happened. I was actually suicidal last year. Sure. This that had a that had a part of it because oh, I wow. felt very alone. Damn. And uh, because it was just like like my my immediate family saw the video, and they were just like like, like why are you why are you talking to them like that? Like, and I'm just like like, but it's because I didn't back down. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And uh, there was something inside telling me inside. I was just like you know like you're not wrong for whatever yeah. you did, and that's why I didn't back down. And like. Now, like three years later, I, I, I knew why. Mm. I knew why it was a good thing to not back down. Now, I'll explain this later. Okay. So, um, now after this video, like, dude, I went, I went into a slightly dark place and I feel like that's what they wanted. Like, they want anybody, they, this, it's, it's, it's that organization. And I feel like for a lot, uh, during that time, there's a lot of people who wanted to feel, they want everybody else to feel their pain. You know, like the oppressed at, at that time, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, they didn't, it's almost like they didn't want to see anybody happy or celebrating. I understand that. But it's just like, I feel like people didn't realize the effects of that. Does that makes sense? Like, yep. you know, like, oh I, yeah. it's, uh, I think it's the whole idea of like, you know, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like, what I've learned from that experience is like, yo, like, if you put, if you allow that pain that you're expressing to be put on another person, that's mm-hmm. just going to, that's, going to have a whole effect on another person. Oh. And it did it had one on me. Yeah,
3: I know you're going through all that last yeah, year. Yeah, I can digress. I this. Reached out. Fine.
1: It this this dives this goes big. This goes bigger. I mean oh, I shit. it goes bigger deeper than this. Um so to just to gra- digress a little bit more of why I am glad I didn't back down. Like after the pandemic uh like you know start to kind of just slowly pace out if that's the best word mm. to say and then like when all the the Heavy political emotions start to like die down a little bit. I noticed that some of the dancers and the people that I knew who were like unfollowed me, like,
0: yeah,
1: whatever. Like, they, they like, once they felt like they were in the clear, they all started like <laughs> trying to talk to me again, follow me again. they like, some people are sending me messages, and I'm just like, motherfucker, fuck you. Like, wow. like, it's like, because I knew, I knew it was bullshit. And it's like, I think what it was that during that time, it's like, people just didn't want to be on the side that was losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense? And 100%. I feel like if you weren't as politically aggressive, like, like you're, you're, you're base, that's an act of violence. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, isn't that an act of violence, being the one that's, like, being politically aggressive? And so it's, and, and, and it's crazy because it's like, and here's the thing, I've completely left the dance community because of that. I'm out because yes. of how I saw how, how wishy-washy yeah. people were turning their backs on me, people that I'd known for such a long time and then just kind of, like, coming back. I was like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. Now it's 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 just here's the thing. I've been part of the dance community for almost like 15 to 20 years. Damn. I've invested money into it. Like even before like the whole periodics thing and all that, mm-hmm. like I was in the street community for all, for for such a long time. Yeah. The people who are canceling me, I have no, I don't <laughs> even know who they were. I have no idea. They had no leadership in the dance community. It's mm-hmm. like they were trying to force their way into it. But it's just like, from my understanding at that time, was that. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how much time you put into this community, or like, mm. or how much effort you put into it. It was more about like your identity. Like, are you this skin color or not? You're not. Therefore, you don't count. It com- the 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 idea of uh, the outcome of 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 uh, there's 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 a word here that I've Basically, this it was just like it didn't matter. The time that you put it, you put into this thing just didn't matter. Yeah. Like, say you like you like you built a car, and up from the ground up, I built like you built I don't know, it's like a Civic Type I I don't know. I'm talk, about, <laughs> yeah. talk about the fucking like two thousands. Yeah. Like, look at my car; it's great, and everybody's like giving you props. But then like, what it is is that because you're not a certain skin color, that shit didn't matter. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's what it, that's what it was like. That was my <sighs> experience. Yeah. And it's so crazy to to hear that because also like, bro, I'm fucking Filipino. Like, yo, like, like out of all the Asians we're probably the most fucking confused because we're like Hispanic <laughs> and we're fucking Asian at the same time mm-hmm. and it's just like I yeah I'm light skinned but my all my relatives are dark skinned I just happen to come out this fucking way mm-hmm. so it's just like what the fuck you know what I'm saying so it's to me it's just so crazy to to see how how and this is why I've like I've 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 taken myself out of like uh, the whole like uh, the whole like liberal idea ideology yeah. and like the the even just to create, I'm still creative, but I but I see myself like right in the center because I can see mm. both sides. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like, like I, it's hard for me to be like a part of it anymore because it hurt me so much.
2: No, I I see that. I feel like you ended up on the wrong end. Of the political and cultural and the sensitivity of the time. The mm-hmm. backlash. That's right exactly what it is. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, let's say this happened this year or 2019, you know, yeah. you wouldn't experience the same kind of backlash. Because it was, everything was so poli- politically charged at the time. Yeah, extremely. You just ended up on the wrong end of it, you know, because I don't think there's anything wrong. Ex- well, I, mean, I haven't seen the video. I don't know exactly. But from yeah. what you're telling me, and I've seen a lot of people get canceled during that year, you know, if okay, you hold that thought.
1: I'll just say definitely like there are some things I, I definitely could have said different and yeah. I would
2: probably charge yeah. it even more. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think
1: at that time I was just like I was also kind of annoyed and I, I, I think I said some other things but… But I think yeah, it, but it's keep, your intuition right? Your yeah, intuition yeah, yeah.
2: is yeah. telling you like look I'm not wrong about this because no. you are dancing and vibing in this video. Yes. You're trying to bring awareness to something that's happening. You're not trying to do this for like hey I'm… I'm doing this for props or for this. It's like, hey, you're trying to bring attention to someone. Yeah, I was dancing in this video, but I ultimately I'm trying to do a good thing. Yeah. And you're and it's it must feel so weird to like be attacked. from
3: like, I was just trying to bring attention to That's like exactly it. something, yeah. you know, like but I think during that time too, the, the way I saw things was that all right, dude, like people know you because you're basically a dance influencer. But now they're putting in all this political stuff where it's like, okay, well, I understand that your influencer so therefore your words hold weight yep. but dude you're not the person that <laughs> they should be talking about this with you know what i mean it's like yes talk about this conversation one on one but it's not like you're here to like debate that shit you know yep. what i mean like that's why i was like why did we come on about this dance thing and now it became like a political debate. Like that's, basically. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. And that's what happened to a lot of people because there was a lot of division, right? And what people did was they just wanted to pick sides. Like yeah. I, I saw people get canceled for like the smallest things. I'm not talking about canceled as in like they were somebody big on the internet. Like these were just regular ass people. I see people get canceled for having like I support police like stickers yeah. on their car. You know what I mean? Like during that time, it was fucking huge. Like friends would be like, I'm not friends with that person anymore. You know, or you vote for Trump, not. Not right. friends with that person, and I was just—it was fucking insane to me because I've always seen myself as a person in the middle, like very yeah, similar to understand. you, know. And you know, like I don't have anything against like either side. You know, I mean, there's some things that I pick and choose. You know, I kind of cherry pick. It's same right. thing with like I have nothing against religion, but you know, I don't agree with a lot of it. But there are things that I do agree with. You know, And I'm not saying that. Let's say if that's what your belief is, you can believe it. That's fine. You know, you just don't impose it on me. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm not here fighting you, and you know, I'm not like trying to disturb the peace or anything like that. <laughs> right. And but it seems like that's what people are trying to do, is because yeah. during that time everyone wanted a voice, yeah. and that's where it was. You know, and you were a target because. You had a big platform. Yes. Yeah. So I would like-
2: totally understand if it was like you were part of a Republican dance crew and there was a Democrat <laughs> dance crew and y'all battling it out. And yeah. then, then I get it. You know,
3: then maybe I get. It. Hey, the blues <laughs> and yeah. reds might be confused for a different kind of party. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. not political party. Hey, we got some like in Santa Ana here, actually.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wanted to ask about something you mentioned earlier: yeah. how the dance community kind of abandoning you and you know like, canceling you, throwing you under the bus, led you to these like this dark place. And you felt suicidal. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: I think what it was, was um, that was one factor. That was a big factor, but it was like a bunch of other factors. You know, first of all, um, like I said, you know, me being in the stock market, being around a totally different group of people that I'm usually around, mostly liberals, which my family is yeah. mostly liberal, and the dance community, which is mostly liberal. And it's just like, I see a different side. And it's like, I, and then I'm the type of person who questions. And I felt like during that time, during the pandemic, I wasn't allowed to question anything. I yeah. wasn't like, I was, cause I, I was hearing all these things in the, in the stock market from people in the market, conspiracy theorists, like, you know, questioning vaccine efficacy, um, what's going on with the January 6th, uh, insurrection or whatever. And then like all this other shit about Trump and like all that. And then I'm just like, I'm hearing a different side. And I'm, and here's the thing in the stock market, as you know, mm-hmm. that is as true as you can get because it's all numbers. There's so nothing true. not give a fuck. <laughs> the market doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. It's all numbers and graphs, ratios and percentages. And that's what I was watching. And these everybody I was hanging out with were watching this. So I knew the truth of what was going on. And it was the truth because three, three years later, they were right about everything. Questioning vaccine efficacy, shit about Biden. Now we're having the situation with like like the the insurrection actually not being real because the footage is coming out. Like how like how that how that Q uh, QAnon uh, what's the name the shaman guy like he was actually like escorted into the into the uh, what was it the Capitol building mm-hmm. versus actually like invading like there's all oh. this other shit coming out and it's just re- and I think it was I think primarily is because uh, you know. The Democrats were trying to get Trump out of office. You know, mm-hmm. that's another thing too. They're trying to get someone else in, which is yeah. Biden. Three years later, they were a lot of these predictions. They were all right, and it's it's just so crazy to me to just feel so. I felt like I, I was suppressed. I couldn't talk about these things, mm. um, and it was like not even that. It was it was th- what led me to that depression? Actually, what even led me to being suicidal was. Uh, I had at the time I had left one of my businesses and I had also broken up with my girlfriend at the time in the same day. Oh wow. And also the state of the market wasn't the greatest. That so didn't, <laughs> didn't help either. So it was all that. And I I you know, fortunately I was strong enough to handle it because I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I was really gonna I was really gonna do it. But then um, you know, I felt like there were things that uh that I felt like I still needed to s- I still needed to see things through. And um, you know, it's it's crazy because you know, talking about this, it's like I'm. During that time, like that year, like after I, I got out, of, I got out of that. I had four friends who committed suicide after that. Damn. Yeah, and it was, and one of them being Twitch, the the one who, yeah. who was Ellen. He was yeah. he was a friend of mine. I've known him since like 2000. Like it was a long time, like 2009. And we've, I I was a fan of him first, and then we worked together on Step Up. On one of the, uh, Step Up four, that's when we we worked on together, and I was spending almost every day with him and it's just like we i lost touch during the pandemic because i just wasn't you know like i wasn't part of the dance community anymore and then you know he took himself out and I, I think uh i i think i i i feel guilty about it because i had posted a note on my instagram because i disappeared after like uh and i during that time period that i disappeared i like removed all my dance videos like peters I mean, talking about my the people who were fault fo- my followers you know, like I ha- my page was full, full on dance influencer shit and all this, and I was like, you know what, I'm out. I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to be seen as this anymore because what my what had happened to me and like mm-hmm. what I was going through. And like I post a note talking about my experience being suicidal and like you know what I went through and and like literally a week later Twitch kills himself. Now here's the thing, like. When I say I feel responsible is because I know he read it because the fool follows me and everybody saw it mm-hmm. and I got so many responses from it and it's just, I, I have a feeling that it's just like whatever he was going through, it's like, um, it almost like, part of me feels like it triggered him, you know, like, and I, it's like, I, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's like, I'm, I feel indirectly, indirectly yeah, yeah. responsible for it. Um, but you know, I think as, as you guys heard too, I think another thing that bothers me also is like you know the 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 guy uh, owner of Jackfruit he had, he had passed
0: yeah and I, he
1: up. he
2: was also that was also suicide. Now, what? Yep. Now yeah. I didn't know. I was wondering if it was. Yeah. I was really wondering if it was. i I was hoping like you know I'm not hoping like he something yeah. killed him, but I hope it wasn't
3: suicide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I I've, I've read around about it. The thing is, uh, I knew him yeah. also, yeah, and was, him.
3: he actually came out to one of Henry's like birthdays like a while ago. Nice uh, guy. Dev- Devian, right? Yeah.
1: I didn't know that the, the thing my attachment to davian is like it's crazy because like i had no idea that he was running jackfruit <laughs> but i look at pictures and i was like oh shit i knew this guy because we he used to be part of a uh like a like an entertainment group in san jose oh really choreoste got hired to perform out there and i became friends with that group mm. one of them was a, 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 a one of them the guy who ran the entertainment company was called endless entertainment um uh, Cam He was a friend of mine and I, and I would party with him In Vegas Here and there And then I He actually passed away Of cancer like last year oh, And it's shit. crazy to hear That his co- Because he He was actually the one That started Jackfruit And I remember him Telling me that years ago but I, had, I didn't know Understand the connection You know yeah. Until later on Because I, I look at the, the old pictures of me Cam And Davian Of Jackfruit We're all in pictures together And I was like Oh fuck I met Davian I know him yeah. And it's just like It's so crazy That, that, that everything Just kind of just Tied together you know, here's the thing, like, thinking about suicide and all this shit, and like, you know, four of my friends committed suicide. Like, it's like, I feel like after the pandemic, this was like a common thing where men are having like an issue just wanting to be alive. And it's like, what kept me here was like, I have to find reasons to be here. That's it. Yeah. And that's why like me leaving the dance community, me just doing whatever the fuck I like, I really want to do. Um, it basically, it just, it, it makes it easy. When you really just, when you go through that situation of like suicide, or going close to that, and then just choosing to stick around—it's like you really. That's when you really try to understand, like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. Why do I want to be here? So, just to uh, shorten this, I felt like you were going to say something. It's just yeah. that's why, like, I had to leave these things. I had to yeah. like, I had to like, I had to cut the fat, and like, you know, cut out relationships. I had to do these things because mm-hmm. it was just like, I, I, I felt like it wasn't serving me anymore. Because yo, know, like, I was at the brink of like wanting to be here mm-hmm. like not wanting to be here yeah, yeah. so I'm like okay if i'm gonna want to be here i'm only gonna choose to do the things and choose to be around people that want to be around me
2: and then just that's just gonna make my life simpler i have a question before you ask because, yeah um so i see these people who do commit suicide and i have i've experienced it indirectly i have a homegirl she she was engaged for like 12 years and her guy committed suicide crazy you know yeah. um what is the feeling like because i i personally don't find myself in that direction like i am i don't find myself depressed i don't find myself like typically sad. i know i know <laughs> so i hope hey, this isn't triggering you. anything but no, 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 i i man. would want to know what it's what is the feeling what is the experience like can you walk me through or walk our audience through like what yeah. it really feels like because i have no contextual evidence uh, like experience so uh, how do people say depression you know, I imagine sad, I imagine lonely, I imagine, yeah. you know, away from a community or like you're just feeling by yourself. But I don't know. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put words into it. Like, is there, is there, can you walk me through the experience a little bit of kind of what it might feel like? I think, and just to be completely honest,
1: it's the feeling, for one word, and I'll digress on it, it's just heavy. Like, I, the feeling is just very, it just feels like the weight, like, obviously, we're living in a, in a world of gravity, but the it just feels like there's a weight on you that's pulling you down, and mm. that feeling like that's that's constituted from like the mind. Like there's times where it's just like, like, do I need to be here? Like there was, like when I when I was in that state, and I don't know if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna relapse. That I don't know. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like I'm in a good place right now, but it's like like the the thoughts that went through my head when I was feeling that heaviness was, do I need to be here? Like should I just. Maybe I'll just give myself another year and just see what happens, you know? And then, but the thing about suicide is, and from what I experience is, and this is why it's like I I don't subscribe to it as well because the that act is an act created out of an emotion. Whether you shoot yourself or you hang yourself or whatever, because I've had friends in my circles who've done that. Or you jump off a bridge. That's an emotion. Like you, it's almost like you, your logic goes into a state of like, okay, this is, it's just like it's, it's just there. It's like you're just you're like on a, you're typing on a keyboard, delivering all this information, and then it's just like then it goes into an emotion of like I'm just gonna do this, and and then you commit that act. But mm. but the thing is, why people don't well, I feel like people don't understand it is because it's like you don't see it, you can't visually see it. But you know, <laughs> here's the thing: it's like this thing is happening a lot more. I'm noticing it even past the pandemic. And an example of Davian who was he was like a leader.
0: Yeah. yeah, he
1: was a he was a leader for 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 a lot of people, and specifically the Asian community. And it's just like how you you ask that question. How could someone who's like that go to that state? I I saw, I noticed this. Here's here's something that I understood about myself. Like I noticed that on uh, on his last post, he talked about. He wrote something about like you know if you're going through something you know please mm. you know he, it was basically I I, I can't speak word for word on it, you, followers. And Maybe after this, we, you can take a look at it. It's at the Instagram page. It was the last post he made about, uh, and he talked about basically just trying to stay positive. Mm-hmm. That I know that that was almost like a call for help because yeah. it's like when you're in that dark space, you're just like, you you. like that's what you're going to do. Because I know that I, was, I went there. Like I was very just like when I was in that dark space, I was trying to like, be like more positive for other people. Yeah. And I remember it was weird like going back, backing up. I was like, I noticed that uh, around the time when I, when I thought about doing it, like, I was joking hard. I was like, I felt like I was like having so much fun but the reality was like, I was, that was like a shell that I was creating for myself and now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore because I don't want to fucking please anybody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, fuck that because I know why I want to be here and I don't want to fucking please anybody that's going to tell me otherwise. If that makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I've become a different person from, that time period Like I look at the, the period of me back then It's just like it's, I feel like I'm a different person Yeah And I feel like That I, part of me Tells me that And this is something <laughs> I've actually uh, I've, I've had a life coach t- we, we talked about this It's like He mentioned that um, He feels like Maybe a part of you Just died That wasn't meant to be here And the one that The one that chose to be here Is the you now mm-hmm. You know But now I look at my homies Who committed suicide And it's just like You know It's like That's They didn't want to see that out and that kind of fucks me up.
2: Which is crazy. Like something like <sighs> Twitch who had a whole ass family success, like yeah. everything. And I, I don't kids and like I don't I I I'm tr- I do try and understand. I'm like I am trying, but I don't get it sometimes.
3: Yeah, you know, I've I've talked to you about this and I understand like it's it's weird that now and it's gonna sound bad, right? Like now no, now, no, just be honest. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm gonna say it no matter what, I don't give a fuck, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but like um, especially for like males, like not understanding a state of like depression is a little bit of a privilege now. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm Curious, please like yeah. I'm curious now. Yeah, so like um, you know, when you were saying a lot of things that you said like cuz I went through like a depression too. Really? Yeah, around the same time. And uh I didn't understand it because I'm like usually the positive ass motherfucker who everyone's like, "Dude, you're so happy all the fucking time. There's no way." And uh but then I start seeing like weird traits that are out of my characteristics like um and a, a very similar question i didn't get as far as to like contemplate suicide but one of the questions i did ask myself that you just actually said was like what am i doing here like yeah like why am i here you know and uh that's why when i saw things like um you know when you said it was really heavy i'm a person who i'm like a go-getter i'm an action taker yeah and during that time, I remember finding myself, like, laying in my bed from when I wake up for, like, four or five hours, just in the darkness, uh, not even looking at my phone, and, like, not feeling like doing anything, which was strangely out of character for me. And uh, there, was, there was a bunch of other instances, too, you know, and I, I knew what was contributing to it, and, and when I would finally get out of that rut, I would research it heavily, you know, like depression. Mm. And one of the things I did too, funny enough, is I, I posted about it. I would say like, hey, I was kind of going through like a slight depression. Uh, you know, you guys should, you know, be positive. These are the steps that I took to kind of like mitigate it a little bit. But if you guys have any issues, please feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Which is funny because like it, it, that actually happens pretty frequently. Really? Because I've, Yeah, I've met a lot of people who've, I've been around suicide for a long time you know youngest Wait, so suicidal friends are just suicide suicidal friends oh okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Suicidal yeah, yeah. Suicidal friends suicide for myself i had that one thought a long time ago like maybe 15 years ago i can't even re- recollect like why i thought that cuz i didn't when i was younger i didn't really understand my feelings you know mm-hmm. now i understand it to like a deeper level and i also kind of understand the science behind it cuz you know you always hear by it, people always uh, say suicide is a illness and to a certain extent is true, right? There's there's a lot of variables that go into it. There's a lot of nuance to this illness, right? Because again, one, one is it's not tangible. It's not something that you can see, right? And and yeah. typically, uh, people who are suicidal, you can't see it even on their face, right? You can't see it in their actions. They're usually the happiest people or happiest looking, yeah. And that's why it's difficult. And uh, for me, like hearing all these descriptions, it's I think it's becoming the Information out there becoming more abundant that there is kind of like a way to classify people who are going through a depression. Maybe not suicidal yet, but, you know, for me now, whenever I see that, I, t- I tend to reach out to my friends who, who fit those characteristics. And funny enough, a lot of them you cannot tell. Yeah. Because they show the opposite of depression or at least what you would paint as a picture of depression. That's it. Yeah, so, you know, I would hear friends where I'm like, hey, are you right? I just want to let you know I love you and care about you. And to everyone else, they'd be like, why would you ask them that? Like, they, they seem great. Yeah. And then, weirdly enough, they would tell me, like, hey, I was actually in a very dark place. Like, I've contemplated suicide. It's the people that are covering things up. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and they're like, I felt alone either. I was in a group of people. I felt like I brought no value. I had no purpose. And, uh... Yeah, man, like, it's it's a very common feeling amongst men because, for one, we're not supposed to talk about our feelings, you yeah. know? It's kind of yeah. crazy, you know? And I've only, I would like to say that I'm very open and transparent about things, but there are even things that I have a hard time opening up about, talking about. And, you know, growing up in a family where my dad was, like, the breadwinner, but he also, like, would never complain or cry about things. He would just hold everything in. Nothing ever hurt him, you know? I thought that's how I had to be. Yeah. And uh, weirdly enough, you know, as a creative or, you know, in your case, like a dancer, like having a ability to, like, express yourself through art, really, you know, before when I ever felt like that, really helped me, you know, finding a medium to express myself. But I think also when you said that you couldn't express yourself through words, right? Because you... You, you took away the, the dancing because they kind of left. Yeah. And now you can express yourself verbally. It kind of puts you deeper through that. That
1: helps you understand. You're at, wait, you're helping me understand myself when you say that. Okay, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Then we're doing yeah, a yeah. great <laughs> job.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been no. listening. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh,
1: I get it now.
3: That's basically yeah. it. Yeah, and it's weird, you know, because um. so this is just a science thing that I learned about depression is yeah. that, it is in your brain, right? And that's how you feel through your emotions. Right. And it's in this part of your brain where basically like no matter what your trials and tribulations are, where it reaches that part of your brain, you feel the same pain. We'll Say that one more time. The trials and tribulations, no matter what it is for the person, right? Or another person, once it reaches that part of your brain, you feel the same pain. So it's the same thing as like, let's say, for instance, um, it's very easy to write people off for their hardships because sometimes you're like, oh, well, I had it worse, right? So a good example is I remember one of the first instances that I've realized that I can relate to someone and I kind of put their feelings down was when I was in high school. And the smartest girl in my class got like a A minus and she bursted down and she broke down in tears, right? Asian shit. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely some Asian shit, but it also comes with its own you know, pressures, and we'll get into that later if anything. But I was like, really? I got to fucking see. I'm not crying, you know? But the thing that you understand is everyone interprets pain, like, differently and experiences differently. And it's so easy for us to be like, why don't you just walk it off? You know what I mean? Like, why don't you just not talk about and, like, you know, suck it up, you know? But realistically, just because, let's say, you know, you, let's say you get a, a uh, ticket for speeding or whatever. So I get a ticket for speeding. We can interpret things that same, like frustrations and pain, completely different. Right. But it'll feel truthfully just as painful. You know what I mean? Like like if you're going through depression and I'm going through depression, no matter what reason, it doesn't even have to be deep. If we're both really going through it, chemically in our brain, it's similar. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's what people don't understand is because they always like, their their life is not that bad. And you hear that a lot about people who actually have like very fortunate lives, right? You hear about Anthony Bourdain where it's like, dude, he had the best job ever. Why would he commit suicide? But no matter what it is that made him depressed, he felt that pain. No matter how privileged his life might have been, he felt that pain and it was true to the point where he took his life. And that's why you can't really write anyone off of why they feel so deeply about something that you feel like is so insignificant to you. Because it's not insignificant to them, and that's why it's hard to relate sometimes, you know, because we have different experiences, so we interpret pain differently. We're different human beings, but that's why, in the very end, the main thing is to have like empathy towards anyone who's going through it in general. yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, you know this is just me divulging how shitty of a human being I was <laughs> when I was a kid. I remember one of my friends, his parents were getting divorced in middle school, yeah. And he was just talking about how much he hated his parents for that and how depressed he was. And he constantly talked about suicide. And me being a very, uh, I guess, unempathetic kid, you know, after years of him mentioning it, I would just literally say, like, why don't you fucking do it? You know what I mean? And and that's such an asshole thing to say. You know what I mean? And and obviously, kids are fucking terrible. I mean, I was a terrible kid. But, but like, looking back, like, thank God he never did. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now, like... I. it's weird, it's better to like tread lightly and help than to kind of accuse them of uh, falsely wanting to commit suicide, falsely accusing them of not really being depressed it's, it's weird because being empathetic is everything now, whether or not what they're going through is true, whether or not it's a cry for help or a cry for attention I feel like I'd rather not contribute to to that hurt if it is factual you know and um you know just like i said before i didn't know that you were going through some stuff like then and it's not even the fact that like we're really that close or anything like that it's the fact that i i understand what you're going through to a certain degree you know maybe yeah. i didn't reach that peak where it's like i didn't see the other end but to hear what you're going through and kind of really seeing myself in your shoes because some of the things you're describing I, I, I totally felt, you know, I understood because I've I've been there and, and that's why I don't blame someone like Mario to where he's like, I don't understand it because you 'cause you're you're your that part of your brain has never connected to where that area of hurt is. And that's fucking fine. You know what I mean? But yeah. the main thing is to it's definitely a lot easier when you've been through it yourself. Right. To, to relate. But, you know, with Mario, the only thing we could do is like explain to everyone else that hey this thing is factual, this thing is true. It, whether you see it or not, whether we seem happier than we really are, like, just care for one another. And, and that's the very least as, as friends and even less than friends, just human beings, you know, because you never know what someone's going through, even though it seems like their life is so great.
1: It's really, and I think your perspective of just checking in with people that it seems like they're, they're doing all right, those are the people you should be asking. Yeah, like that's something that I'm I've, I'm realizing even more. It's just like I, I should be talking to my friends and asking them questions, like the ones who seem like they're like they're like happy as hell, Yeah so good. Those are the ones that are just usually the hot. Like
2: those are the case. They're, they're usually the case. Are you doing all right, Peter? I am doing a lot better. Thank yeah. you for asking. Is there, there anything you want to you know get off your chest or talk about? I mean, I think I feel you've made a lot of steps forward yeah. since this, but I'm sure there's still stuff there.
3: Man, I honestly think. One of the biggest steps that I took was to understand what at that time in my life felt as, like, weakness. And that was me feeling like I didn't achieve as much as I wanted to. I'm not where I want to be in my life. Comparing myself to others. And really acknowledging the fact that I actually did feel like that. Like, when people would ask me, like, oh, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're, you know, stacking up to everyone who's achieving everything they seem like they set out to? I'd be like, fuck, no, I'll give a fuck. Put but, <laughs> hard exterior on. But really, you know, if I really looked at my actions and and funny enough, I'll I'll relate this to the stock market in a little bit. (laughs) Can't wait. It is that like, that's not true. You know, I I was envious of others, like making it further than me, being that I felt like we were in the same boat at one point. And and how I'm going to relate to the stock market in this is that, um, you know, I, when I was playing the stock market, I would write out how I felt, or how I thought I felt, or what kind of person I was and then I would really look at my actions and see if it reflected that. And that's how the stock market taught me a lot about myself because I realized, like one of the things I said as a person overall, right, is that I'm very patient. But the stock market, my actions taught me that I was very impatient. And I think what the stock market did was put a magnifying glass on my actions. Yeah. Right. And I and it's weird because like only until you reflect it to such a like a minor level, such as like a small movement, a small uptick, small downtick, do you realize like how impactful these things are to your own actions, right? And what dictates what you do and how you move in your life. Right. But that's hard because not a lot of people get that. You know what I mean? Like like I would like to say that I'm not fucking greedy but you know how many times i've held until it's reached past my my you know my stop loss or my whatever the fuck and i still yeah. let let it ride let it fucking ride right let yeah, it and keep that's on going i know what you're talking about yeah and it really shows you cuz i'm like oh fuck maybe i am a greedy little shit <laughs> like really you know what i mean <laughs> and then it tells you yeah, and the opposite of that, of that is like when when you're losing right and you like to think that yeah i could cut my losses i could walk away from this and then it goes past your stop loss. And you're losing way more. And you're like, okay, I, I'm not that defensive. And then it goes down any further. And you're like, fuck. And your your account goes completely red. And you're like, okay, if I'm going to be completely honest with myself, because this journal is just for me, that wasn't true. Yeah. Those things I thought of myself wasn't true. true. And just true. like how I started journaling and really reflecting on what I was saying about how I felt and what I actually did, it showed me certain things that I grew up saying was more of a habit than it really was a reflection of how I truly felt at the time. I think, I think, uh, turn it interrupt. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I go feel ahead. like what this is is that our,
1: our, our perceptions of ourself, it's almost like we have to test it. It's oh, almost for like sure. we don't, it's like we I feel like that's what it is. In life, we're constantly testing our self perceptions of ourself. Mm-hmm. But we don't know until, it's the, until we put ourselves through it. And I yeah. think, like, that was, bro, what you're saying is the same for me. Like, I, th- I learned so much about myself from, the, from being in the stock market. Yeah. It taught me to be very unemotional about money, straight up. And I think it's yeah. the same for you, for, mm-hmm. for everybody.
3: Yeah, it's weird how you we really got to the <laughs> stock market, but depression, stock market, yeah. yeah. Dance. <laughs> I mean, even like weirdly enough, like there was a lot of people who committed suicide during yeah. those ups and downs yep. of the stock was market. A lot of people. You know, yeah. it was a very emotionally charged time. Yeah, people, a lot of people thought they were gonna strike it rich, and you know when you didn't, it it didn't pan out for some people. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, it just goes back to really, you know, I can't speak on the female experience because I am not a female, but. As far as like males go, I think we just need to learn how to really put our actions and how we feel under a microscope and really analyze that. And that's hard because sometimes it is really about looking at yourself and being like, damn, like I really am a little bit weaker than what I thought I am. And that's okay because that's a flaw that I could adjust versus like not owning up to it and allowing yourself to dig yourself a deeper hole. That you might not be able to crawl out of, like that's that's tough because some people don't get out.
2: That's that's growth, that's self awareness. I think yeah. that's I think that's universal for a man and woman, where it's like you have to face what issues and faults you have, what kind of shit you've carried with you with, from your trauma, yeah. and you got to see yourself. And it's like, how do I go from here? How do I grow? How do I make actual changes to become a person that I actually want to be? Mm-hmm. I think we all have a an image of ourselves and who we want to be. That person that maybe we thought we wanted to be as a kid, mm-hmm. and when the reality doesn't face up to it, you have to make it's like you realize what kind of person you are and like you have to make those changes or you st- st- stay
3: stuck in the same place for you know the rest of your life but that's that's all also some people's realities that they think that they're perfect, and when you're perfect there's nothing to change right so being stuck in the same place as perfect is okay to them
2: I think that's hard because I, I think some people like. Uh, embody the idea of like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm perfect. I'm the best. But still trying to work on themselves.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But I just think also we live in a day and age where you try to present your best self on social Mm -hmm. media, right? Especially if you're trying Mm -hmm. to be in a public eye. And that's tough because some people don't want to feel that feeling of embarrassment, you know? And this is something I do for myself. Those of you guys who are my friends on social media know that like I have hella embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. especially after a night drinking, which is <laughs> very common. And um, one of the things that I've come to do for myself that kind of helped me get past that feeling of embarrassment and not showing the world that this is how I am, this is truthfully how I am right now, as flawed as I am as a human being, mm. is I just let it ride. I mm. will I might have posted something completely dumb where I'm belligerent, right? And, and for me, when I see that the next day and I f- feel that, feeling of shame a little bit instead of deleting and hoping no one sees it i let it ride and let burn in my mind that like i did do that i am that person at that point in my life but that allows me to change that allows me to be like okay maybe i don't want to do this anymore instead of okay no one saw it let me delete it and continue acting the way i did as if nothing ever happened and i feel like that's difficult for a lot of people because you know even into the most like minor things like, oh, that's a bad picture of me. Can you delete it? Imagine if it's like, this is such a flawed version of me that I acted so dumb and shameful and I, I regret being this person, but I want to improve. But I'd, in a way where it's like, if no one holds me accountable for it, then I don't need to.
1: Okay, so yeah, you talked about something. I just remember the last word that you talked about was the idea of perfection the perception, of percep- uh, the perception of perfection, especially in social media. And like, you kind of sprung something, like a thought in me of like, of maybe that's why like, we're so fucking depressed in this fucking age. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, you know, we have people like me and Peter who, who have, you know, have tendencies to go to that end and yourself who just like, I don't understand it. And it's just like, I just feel like, maybe I'm just, maybe that's, the, the, maybe that's what's keeping me here. Like, you know, I'm here to try to understand the human condition. You know, and it's like, I feel like what I'm, my, me as an observer, seeing this world um, move where it's like, people's perception of you is how you are on social media. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, whether you're just followers, all that shit. Um, And then also like, you know, how you look, the pictures you post, the videos you post, all that stuff. I think the reality of all that shit is fucking bullshit because it's curated. Mm -hmm. That perception is completely curated. I got fucking tired of that shit. You know, of just being a, you know, just being like a, a dancer. Because I think what it also is, is that, like, as you said, I am a multifaceted person. I do different shit other than dance. That's just yep. one part of me. And I think what's getting people more depressed these days, and definitely, is because it's like, it's, it's like, oh, I'm not perfect enough. Because I look at the person I follow and, like, it seems like their life is so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but, you know, and that's why I started opening up about, like, real fucking shit. Like, this is real fucking life, bro. Like, this is the reality of it. Because I, and I think like, and I, I stated this in my, po- in, in my post about what I was going through when I went suicidal is it's, it really, for people that go through suicide, it's like they just don't want to face reality anymore. Yeah. And it's just like, and you know, we talk about the guys like Bourdain, excuse me, talk about guys like Twitch, I just made out with a mic. <laughs> 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 and it's like, they fucking have everything. Now these are people, and, and I think that's what it is, and even Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, you know, these were people mm-hmm. who had like everything. And they just told. They just decided to self-delete because they couldn't find a purpose anymore in living. Maybe that's just what it is. It's like Mm -hmm. you just. I think especially for men, we just don't. When you don't feel, you feel like you don't have a purpose anymore. Like you feel like you're like, what's the point? When you have, it's almost like it's crazy because it's like it's like we try to achieve that level, but it's like once you're there, it's like I have everything. All right, what's What's next? You know, and then I think that's that's what happens, and. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like it, it, here's the thing like I, I think about my 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 childhood friend basically my cousin her brother was actually one of the the guys that had a, that had committed suicide one of my friends. Mm. And I and you know what she seems so happy and I'm like I'm like I'm like why? It's because she's not on social media. Mm. She's like has zero social media. She she she's probably connected to social media through her husband. But she doesn't have Facebook, she don't got. Instagram, she don't got nothing. Yeah. So I have talked to her on a phone. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I have to text her on the phone. I've messaged her through Instagram. And she just seems so fucking happy, except for the situation with her brother. But yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like so it's like there are people like that in this world. And she's like our age, she's like in her thirties, right? Yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just she seems so happy. So there are there there are people who are in this world who are like that. You know? One thing I've I've understood about like, you know, being an observer of like what's of this world, it's it's like, you know, you look back at the, the, old, the old stories, like the Bible. I feel mm-hmm. like nowadays, like, people are trying to cancel the fucking Bible. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking crazy. Like the Bible, and you look at the old stories of, uh, of just, like, you know, the old fables of Greek mythology, all that shit. Bro, we haven't fucking changed. Human beings have not changed. It's... it's, it's the, the world changed. Mm-hmm. We didn't change. So it's just like... It's like we... It's, we're having, like, a hard time catching up, I feel like, with what's going on with the- technology is pushing mm. us and all this shit. Yeah, And that's what's making us depressed.
2: Isn't that fucking crazy? I, I really like what you said and I think you're really on the money about the social media making us like depressed. Mm. Can you isolate the feeling of social media like of having your Instagram or whatever you have mm. in you right now? Can you isolate that and tell, tell me how it feels to you?
1: I think the emotion I have of it is
2: eh. yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing. I understand it. Like, you know, like it's... I, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys are getting sponsorship from mm. you know yet eventually. Yeah. But it's we get, like we get I, food sponsors. Like, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Free food scoop. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you do like part of my life during when I was in dancer influencer age. Um uh in that time period, sorry. Not dan- dancer influencer age. I, I feel like I'm talking about like a like stone age and shit. Yeah. No, 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 it's not that not that long ago. It was only fucking 3 years ago. That was like where my income came from. But mm-hmm. now I'm in a place where I don't need my income to come from that. You yeah. know? Like it's a, you know it's like it's not it's not like do or die for me. So that's why it's like whatever. It's to me right now. It's a place where it's just, I'm going to talk about things that matter to me. And I think this also, this is also going to segue into where I'm at now. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously, like if you know, I have a, I have a business and then with different things, but, um, but, but in terms creatively, and this is this goes back to Peter when you were talking about like you know like I,
3: you
1: you basically just opened it up to me like, oh, that's why I felt depressed because I couldn't talk about shit because mm-hmm. like I was gonna get canceled. I know what it feels like. I didn't wanna dance because that was the world that like canceled me. Yeah. So I basically shifted over to music. And so music was, is like the one place where it's just like, I feel like I have free reign to do whatever the hell I want. Mm. And that's where I'm at creatively. That's what's, keep, that's, what, that's what's actually like keeping me alive.
2: What's, mm. that, what's the name of your newest single? So uh, <laughs>
1: <coughs> that's coming out. <laughs> but it's just like, bro, like uh, it, it, it's weird because, you know, I've been producing music for like, uh, like for years. Like, after I'd left Poreotics in 2015, I put myself into a music production school, uh, excuse me, a music production school, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a big DJ. <laughs> like everybody else, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But then, I think with everything that happened to me, I was like, you know what? I have these skills, but, fuck it, I'm just going to learn to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, so like, the, the, my track, my, the, the first track, my first single that came out, the answer was just like me, like, all right, this is it. This is just like me just going through it. Like it. And it was the, basically the answer to my questions because I, I felt like I couldn't question everything. So that's, that's the name of the title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, I just know, I know, I, you know, the track, is, it's something that, like if it plays at an EDM festival or at a club, people will get into it. But it's not something you would just like listen to, you know what I'm cool. saying? But it was just like, that's, that was the first track that came out that I was just like, okay, this is my identity. My identity as an artist. Here's the thing. It's like, I whether i become successful at it or not i would want to be and i'm going to learn the ropes of how to do it it's not going to hurt or break my bank yep. it's not i'm not yeah. trying to like i'm not trying to like you know suck dick to like <laughs> use that shit to live you know what i'm saying really? like most artists you know what i'm saying like i feel like you know there's i hear about these stories of all these artists who lose so much, famous artists who lose who lose out on so much money cuz of these contract deals with labels and all that yeah. shit i'm just like i don't know if i want that you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah I might subscribe to that later, but we'll see. But like that's just to cap it off. That's one of the reasons why that's keeping me here. Just yeah. nice. filling that creative, uh, that 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 creative space. That makes sense. I yes.
2: really like that. That creativity is a part of what's keeping you here. When we had uh, Faye Reds on here, he talked about how. Uh, having creativity, especially having the arts as a youth and stuff, keeps you out of gangs, keeps you out of trouble, keeps you Mm -hmm. here and, like, developing as, like, an actual contributing human being of society. And I love that, dude. Yeah, I wish I was more creative. I want to rap, too.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, one of the reasons why this started back up again was, you know, during that time, that was, like, that depression phase. And when I had talked to people and put it out on the internet that, you know, I was going through it, when people reach out to me and they're like, "Hey, you know, that actually really helped me out." We I ended up having like a bunch of accountability buddies where we check in every week. Yeah, how you felt, like what you did, you know what I mean, like how your life's going, uh, what we can improve on, and then I actually kind of got exhausted because I had so many.
1: <laughs> you had a, you had a lot of people hyping
3: you up. Yeah, yeah. Was like, it all the girls?
0: It, it was girls and guys. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> no, they were really best. I'm sure.
3: Please. <laughs> Don't worry down with the depression, please. But uh but yeah, so then um, I would respond and you know it'd be like hour, two hour long conversations, and then I was with multiple people, and I was like, damn, like I'm glad that I could help them out, but I just feel like there is there has to be a way where I can help out more people than one at a time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So then that's when I was like, oh, you know, I kind of want to start the podcast up again, but really kind of like Go back to like the mental side of things, mm-hmm. the mental, emotional side of things, and not just be entertaining. That's, that's originally why we did it, you know? And, uh, and it gave me more purpose. And so, this, you know, guys that listen, this creation is, is reborn with that purpose in mind. And, um, I definitely feel that every single episode when we connect with people, you know, like, like how we connected with you, like it, we are putting like, that in the spotlight where this is what we really do care about. You know, as much as we bullshit and laugh and make jokes about fucking trying to be ran through and shit like that, like, (laughs) like, like there is a deeper purpose. I think, um, I just want people to kind of take it seriously when I say like mental health is huge, is a real thing. It might not be tangible, but everyone goes through it, whether it's now your youth, Later on in life, because you you never know, you know what I mean. Like, but when it's that time for you, hopefully you there is a platform that can help you out. You know, and that, I'm I'm assuming that's why there's sites like Better. dot com yeah, or Better yeah, Help or whatever yeah. that site is. You know, obviously there's therapy stuff like that that might be not accessible to people who can't afford it. But I think listening to conversations like this and the relatability of it is super important, right? Because that's all I did. All I did was just talked about it, you know, put it out in the open and people reached out and ha being able to have that conversation, understanding and I think this is another thing too, it's not feeling alone. Understanding like, hey, like when people talk to me like they're like, I can't believe you're going through it too. You seem like such a happy go lucky guy. And if you could go through it, that means I could go through it. And yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm flawed, doesn't mean that I'm faulty, doesn't mean I'm not supposed to be here. It just means I'm going through it just like how you are. And uh that was really important to me, and that's why, I, as much as the bullshit around here, I want it to be purposeful.
1: And I think that, that I think that can bring us into the subject. You know, we. Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We, you know, talk about mental health. Yeah, Mara, you brought up something. Um, you brought up something. Uh, uh a word that sparked uh, our interest, mm. which was shrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I'm curious like
2: what, what's your what was your experience with shrooms?
3: Dude. Like the Last of
2: Us type of shrooms? Or?
0: <laughs> Please no.
2: So I tried shrooms at a decently young age maybe I was 23, 24 Yeah. and it's I always credit my own success and self-awareness to starting mushrooms at a very early age because I, <laughs> I felt that it opened up my mind and it made me more self-aware right. and it gave me perspective and before shrooms, like I had smoked weed, yeah, and yeah. I've, I've, I would say weed is like an entry to shrooms to an extent, mm. but I just felt like I was living with blinders on, you know. And when I, and it doesn't happen off of just one time, you know. It's something that happens after a few times. You you feel a difference. I remember my first experience, finishing like the trip and everything, being in my car and being like, holy shit, like we have these metal vehicles that we take for granted, they can take us so fucking quick from point A to point B. You go back like a hundred years, nobody had this shit. The, um, the the ability for the world to communicate from like, you know, every day was so severely limited before you had cars. And it was just me. And I was like, in, it just in my car thinking, I was like, whoa, like that's weird. I hadn't had this thought before, you know? Yeah. And that's just an example of like these, how my ideas just extrapolated to like different concepts and allowing me to like really kind of like, see the world around me and like not take things for granted and also see myself Mm -hmm. and the way I was moving through the world and realize like, man, I'm not moving with purpose and I'm not, I'm not being the person that I imagine I want to be. Like there's, this is not the person I want to be like my habits, the things I do, that's not who I want to be. And it helped me like, there's like stuff you hide in the back of your mind sometimes Mm -hmm. that are just hiding there or like you don't want to bring up. Sometimes you think about it, but you push them back and being on it. Like it's just, pushed them to the forefront and I had to deal with it. Mm. I had to like address like, oh shit, you know, I do have some weaknesses. I have a lot of weaknesses actually. And I'm like refusing to address them because of this weird perception of myself that I have to be strong or I have to be like, people have to see me a certain way. And it was such a screwed up notion where I'm like, no, dude, if you want to be like a good human or strong, you have to like deal with your shit. You have Mm. to like address these problems you have. And you have to like try and become better and like really acknowledge it. And I would do shrooms and I would write about it and my experiences Mm. after. Like it doesn't happen after one time or two or three. Like you do it and you get that feeling and you write about it. You work on it again when you're sober. You try it again and again. And eventually like I really like feel like I grew into myself and like who I actually want to be. Yeah.
3: Damn. You guys are so lucky. Because <laughs> 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 whenever I do shrooms, I never get that experience. To be fair, you're doing shrooms at a party. No, I'll do shrooms at like a park. I've done shrooms at the beach so, by yourself. So, no, with like two or three other people. Do it by yourself. Okay, so what happens? What, what
1: happens? What happens to you when you when
3: you? Okay, what's oh. your experience? So, so just to kind of like. Uh, Give you some context. Like, I am a very non-visual person, meaning oh. like I don't see things at all. Like, I've in, never in, in my imagination.
0: Shrooms.
2: Really, never seen anything. Like, like, like
3: if you were to tell me to imagine my ex-girlfriends in my mind, I cannot <laughs> imagine. <that>. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, if I see you, I, I'm like, that's that was my ex. You know, I dated this person, but like in my mind, I can't visualize it. Yeah, but when I take shrooms, it's insanely visual. Oh. Like, it's fucking okay. Crazy. Okay,
1: so okay, so okay. Sorry, because yeah. t- I thought you said that. When you're on shrimps, you don't see anything.
3: No, no, I I normally don't see anything. Normally, sober. Yeah. And then on shrooms, everything's extremely visual, but none of it is like spiritual, you know? None of it is like, it doesn't touch me inside my heart or anything like that. Yeah. I just see it and I'm just like, whoa, a yellow submarine. Cool. Like, like what's, oh, the floors are melting. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, his hairs are running away from his forehead. Like, what the fuck, you know? But like it doesn't speak to me. That's that's oh. kind of like what I'm saying. So I hear you know a lot of people's experiences, and the only thing I can say is it sounds very spiritual. Right. Like, to me, like I don't I don't get that feeling at all.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm curious. You don't feel the so? Okay, you get the visual aspect. Yeah, yeah. But the mind aspect, like you don't. No. I would
2: recommend doing it just by yourself. Maybe even mm. in a room or at the park, and have a notebook with you, and just direct your
3: thoughts to like yourself. I mean, I've done streams where I was by myself for a little bit. Okay. I was around people. But I went in a room and I was just by myself.
1: Do you know what strain you were taking?
3: Uh, I've had a couple. Uh, The one that I take the most is, was it penis envy?
1: Okay, so you take, oh, interest, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then that's, maybe that's just how, it's a, it's chemis-
3: it's the chemistry effect on Oh, it. yeah, for cool. sure, for sure. I, yeah. And then just to put it in more context, like, drugs, <laughs> and this is kind of like the backstory, of it, right? Like, I always say this and- but Here's the
1: thing, real quick. Hold that thought. Yeah. I think shrooms are medicine, not drugs, but keep going. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure.
3: I always tell people uh, my experiences with drugs, and I always say this, and it's usually taken out of context because what I follow up with is not what people usually remember. Mm. And I always tell them that, oh, I don't feel it. So, <laughs> so you know what I mean? So,
0: uh, But
2: we see him, and he's feeling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
3: and what I always follow up with, which people never put into context, is that I don't feel… What you're supposed to feel when you're on this drug right. like the reason why you take it right so for instance let's let's talk about ecstasy for a second yeah, yeah, yeah okay right like when you take ecstasy you're supposed to feel this like euphoric feeling where you're happy and everything's just nice and and the world is just fucking rainbows and butterflies and shit like that and for me when i take it my eyes become jittery my fingers cannot stop touching each other i'm grinding the shit of my fucking teeth <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like like it's it's all the bad stuff, right? It's it's all the side effects. And this happens with a lot of drugs, right? right. Like like even caffeine. You know what I mean? Caffeine's oh, supposed yeah, to keep yeah. you focused, keep you awake. I'm fucking sleepy, I am fucking jittery <laughs> to the fucking brim. Like I it's it's but I'm like it there's no other reason to take it other than the the good stuff, you right, know, right. and that's what I usually don't get out of it. And shrooms is the only thing where like, there's not really any negative side effects. I don't look fucking, like, ridiculous. You know I mean? I don't look like I'm, you know, like, out of my mind. But I see things that are, like, crazy. But the spiritual part, and, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I don't mind the visuals. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad side effect. It's just I don't get the blinders opening up. So I kind of understand, like, you know, the different
1: effects of strains. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's that penis, yeah, penis stuff is definitely the, one of the strongest. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to actually cre- create more, more of like a mind setting. But that's your, that's the effect on you. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I've been doing shrooms since 2012, oh, and I feel uh. like it. I feel like we're in an age now where like we can just talk about it normally. Oh, it's yeah, so, you know, so much sort. more acceptable right? now, right. dude. It's like hell yeah. And it could be. It's 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 actually it's next on the block to be uh, I legalized. So. I yeah, I, so. yeah. I, I think so too. But the issue with I think, uh, and I was just listening to. Uh, to Joe Rogan's podcast just recently Mm. about this and it's Mm. just like I think the only thing that's blocking it is is that it's going to compete with pharma Mm. like big pharma because it it has the capacity because shrooms have the capacity the natural capacity to reduce depression and alcoholism anxiety like everything PTSD yeah Yeah. that's why you're saying it's medicine that's why I call it medicine that's why I call shrooms medicine yeah because it's it's healing more so than anything like you can party with it yeah but, like, for me, it's, like, it's something I can't… Like, when I first started doing shrooms, like, I was, like, what is this? Like, I was just, like, <laughs> I was just, like, whoa. I, you know, okay, here's the thing. You know when you eat shrooms mm-hmm. and you take that first dump? <laughs> and, then, and then right when you dump, everything just starts going, woo, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, everything mm-hmm. starts to melt. I remember I was at Hard Fest. That was the first time, like, I was, like, whoa. That was, like, Fest 2012. I can't Yeah, 2012, yeah. I remember, like… I took a cap this big. I don't even know. I didn't even know what strain it was, but the cap was this big. Jesus I Christ. I ate it and I was like, okay, I need to take it's a like shit. It's like a
0: portabella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like, seriously, it was like the size of a portabella.
1: Yeah. I remember taking Dub in one of the portabodies and once I let it out, like the bathroom, like, the portabodies just started to wave a little bit and I yeah. walked out and it was like a different world. Yeah. It looked way different than when I walked in yeah. and everything was all color- colorful and orange uh. and it was just like, bro, like this is crazy. But then, like, after that, as i started doing it more often that's when my mind started to talk to me oh, like wow. as, you, as you talk it's weird because it's now there's like two different there's a duality here like you know yeah. you talk about there's the always mind. a duality here but it it's visual but for me it became more about like the the mindscape thing mm-hmm. hmm. and it was just like it, it, as you like mar as you said it's like it, it it was almost like i was observing myself whenever i was on it and just kind of like okay and it was telling me like these are the things that you should do if you want this it's almost like it helped me realize these things but if i really had to Go for things You have to You have to go for it So expose me To the ideas But then But then I had to Go through with it So mm. like Aside from Periodics from The things I did And like I was able to do So many different things Creatively So Shroom What I'm trying to say is Shrooms have helped With my creative direction Immensely mm-hmm. mm. And it's like It's weird because Like a lot of these things That I, that I did It's it, it almost felt like It was written out In a way Where it was mm. just like when I say written out, it's like... I know it sounds a little crazy. Maybe it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like these things that I, I did. I was like, It's almost felt like I was meant to do these things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I think one of the biggest things I did was when I worked with Robert Downey Jr. in a commercial, I had no idea that I was going to be working with him. So there was a time period where I was like, uh, well, yeah, I still do acting shit aside from dance. Mm-hmm. But it's like... I didn't think that I would be able to achieve these things. It was so fucking random. Mm-hmm. You know, like... like You know, like Robert Downey Jr. Like that's like high up. He's like he's like he's an upper class of of uh, of actors. You know what I'm saying? And just working with him was just so. It just. uh, it was almost like a lesson. I was like, I learned so much just hanging out with him. We were working for like an hour and it was like, it was just, it was just Were so you crazy. on Shrooms at the time? Or? But I felt like Shrooms helped me get there. What, ah, did, what did you guys do okay, together? Okay. Oh, it was just a commercial. Like, I was just like a, I was his tailor and then yeah. he was, he was just. Oh, yeah, no,
3: I saw the commercial. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
1: awesome. I was just talking to him for like an hour and I feel like I learned so much just, just from being around him. And I think the most distinct thing I learned from Robert was when I first met him, he like looks you in the eye. Huh. You know, there's some people you meet, just like, oh, what's up? Yeah. No, but he like, what he does is, He'll like go. He'll like do this to you and shake your hand. Really? Oh. And I think it's like maybe it's just him like uh, just being in that moment because I dude Robert has been through a lot of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. The
2: drugs and everything.
1: Like a huge fight with like, like alcoholism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he just he's the type of person that just knows how to really live in the moment. Mm. And you know me being someone who was just fucking dancing on the fucking streets for like twenty bucks a fucking night, and then just event and then just coming to you know hang out slash work with Robert John Jr. was like well this is fucking crazy. But I yeah. feel like I you know like. My experience with shrooms helped me kind of just open up to the effect that, hey, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But at it the does. end of the day, you still have to make that choice to fucking go for it. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Because I could that day, I could have been like, I don't want to do this. That day audition I, I could have been like, I don't want to do this. But it's just like knowing the game and just, and just the way time just kind of uh, pans out. And this is why I talk about like maybe it's just written. Okay, mm. excuse me. This is like shroom thoughts. Like everything that we go like through eight. like maybe yeah. it was written already. Sometimes it is. Mm, maybe yeah. you know it's like when you think about these things it's like we have we think about memory. Memory is is a causality of things that happen in the present mm-hmm. and how we react to it, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore it's like like when we look at memory it's like maybe it's just written out already.
2: It's like um you know those tapes and stuff where you're going through it, you can go from like uh the- Beginning to the end, yeah. sometimes you can think about it the same way, where it's like you're just taking that part and you're just going through the tape. That's it, mm. because uh, they talk about sometimes how like the this is just theories and stuff. Yeah. And yes, this is stuff that I've looked at when I've been on drugs.
0: To
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse> me, medicine, <laughs> no, it was drugs that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But it's like uh, they talk about how like the universe and the way it's shaped and everything too, and like let's t- talk about like multiverse and everything uh, too. Yeah. It's already all expanded and it's already all happened um it's already there but your consciousness is just going through space time at the moment but these things have already already happened yeah you're just experiencing it in that present moment but it's already there
3: yeah so it's yeah it's kind of like uh physics right they say like if you look through another planet through a microscope like you would see it mm-hmm. but all the things that had already happened but you see it like in the past yep it. Yeah, Because yeah, exactly, it takes
2: yeah. light time to get yeah, all yeah. the way over here.
3: But both this reality.
2: I, I, yeah. love, I love it because like it makes you explore these kind of thoughts. Where right, it's like sometimes right, right, you right. feel so closed off and condensed from the world that you don't have these kind of free thoughts. Like you mm-hmm. don't have these kind of like… Uh, Crazy, sometimes it's crazy thoughts, you know. Sometimes yeah, it's like yeah, and you yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you're just but it's just play. It's honestly yeah. play. It's like your brain is forming ideas and theories, and like, oh, let me find this out. Oh, let me see. Yeah. Oh, does this sound crazy? Yeah. Like my homie Ryan, uh the white dude. Yeah, dude,
3: yeah, dude. Crazy Ryan. Crazy.
2: Yeah, dude. He's the one who introduced Brilliant. me to shrooms, to weed, and everything, too. He was like my shaman. And like, Whoa. yeah. And we would literally sit in his garage, in his fucking little uh, living room, not living room, mm-hmm. his like room, hit yeah. his computer and a couch. We would smoke weed and we'd watch science videos like about. <laughs> we watch
3: science uh, will get you bro, out. We'd fucking...
2: watch physics, we watch time videos yeah. like, oh, are we really in this many dimensions? Um, how does like That's space time actually work? Right. And it's like, we would do shrooms too, and we'd sit and we just like have these like deep conversations about like life and about the yeah. world, yeah. and it just opened me up to so many possibilities. Mm. And like, we're having all these ideas. thoughts and at and all at that same time, I'm like, I'm thinking about me too. Where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like,
0: yeah. oh, wow. where am I
2: at? And why am I why am I not happy? Mm. Why am I not where I want to be? And why don't I see myself there yet? And as I've progressed through my journey of doing shrooms throughout the years, like I, it, it's the bad thoughts have gone away or like the those like um right like being self-conscious mm. being like feeling like i'm not worth what i should be worth like they've slowly disappeared because like i've tried to put some work in you know there's been times mm. in my life where i'm like oh let me let me work harder let me like try and do this when i'm sober and like you know actually put in some effort like read more try more like yeah. get, get smarter like don't be dumb you know and like yeah. actually put in the effort and when i've done it again i'm like oh i like i'll go back to that state and i'm like Hey, I don't have as many demons to like wow. think about this time, you know? And throughout the years, I get there and I get there. And uh, I remember I was uh, I was at Coachella and I, I did it at Coachella. <laughs> Dude, I, I would say if it's your first oh, time, yeah. do not please do not do streams at Coachella your first time. <laughs> it, it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, I I think you I know. Did, well, it can be it, it can be very overwhelming. And mm. I I was experienced at the time. Um the way it happened to me is I took him in the day. I was with you. You took them, and you said you didn't feel them.
3: No. <laughs> I took a lot of things yeah. that weekend.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, uh, and we took them, and like I had the hook. we were at the do lab and had my whole experience. It was good, you know, it was fine. And um, I, I remember doing them, and then after a few hours, it was gone and everything cool, you know. And I met up, uh, I met up Genie and Olivia. We were at Ice Cube. I was definitely there. And <laughs> yeah, like, Olivia this. gives me a hit of the blunt, and I'm like, okay, you know, hit it.
0: Oh. Oh. I did
2: not know that if you take shrooms uh-huh. and you let it pass and you smoke weed. It comes back and it hits you like a truck. Really? Dude. Oh, I've, I've tried it again and it works every time. <laughs> wow. Holy Is crap. that true? I never tried. Oh. I don't, to be honest, I don't
1: really smoke weed. So yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: If you do it, let your let your shrimp chip fade out maybe four hours, whatever. Smoke weed. Dude, it, it comes back with a force.
3: Really? With a force. crazy.
2: And I remember being there at Ice Cube and I'm like, I hit it and I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden, I feel like physically like tangibly pulled away from there, from this other music that's coming from the other venue, mm. and I was like, and, and it, I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. I was like, I'm sorry, guys, like yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're, all, you're
2: all was dancing, like yeah. It, it. it was, I was, I was, I was, and it's pulling me, I'm like, oh, it's uh, <laughs> okay,
0: so,
2: you go? There was a honeycomb structure that way, and I was like, I felt like a bee being pulled to this structure, dude. Whoa. And I'm not even walking straight; like, I'm literally being pulled by like the the rhythm or by the like the music. And I go, and I didn't even know who it was because I didn't remember who it was. And I get there, and it's like. And it's fucking Zed and I had oh, wow. <laughs> I had never I had never heard Zed before like yeah. I didn't I didn't listen to his music anything like that I got pulled all the way in there and I'm I go straight into the middle of the crowd and I'm dancing in the middle like with random people just like spinning about just dancing for like a solid like I don't even know how long 20 minutes wow. thirty minutes whatever and it was like amazing I just felt like free and like just like just in tune with the music and the present, and I—I I had never even heard his music. And then I remember I ended up kind of like I got tired, end up in the back, and I was just like laying on the grass, just like fist bumping. And then, and then, and then this <laughs> random couple—they sit next to me on both sides, and they're like, "We like your vibe, man." And we're, <laughs> and we're like, we all—we're just yeah, all fist bumping like on the ground, sitting down. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And I remember um, standing and like it was one of the last songs. I don't know what song it was. But it was this, it was the most, it was the, the, like, the way I can describe it, I just felt free. It was freedom. Mm. Like when the, that, when it hit and everything and everything was right, it was the most free I've ever felt in my life.
3: I really wish you brought (laughs) shrooms.
2: You know, when I knew you did uh, shrooms, when you're like, as an observer of the world. (laughs) I'm like, this guy's done psychedelics. (laughs) Um, I was gonna ask about your other experiences with. I'm sure you've done other drug, uh, other medicines or drugs. You know, <laughs> um, can you talk a little about that and how it's affected you? He, he, yeah, <laughs> here's the thing. Um,
1: you no, know, as in, I know, we 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 joke about yeah. the, the whole observer factor, but I think that's another reason why it's. Uh, I've I've been canceled. I've been looked at differently, but it's because I observe versus then then just kind of just see it from like a perspective of just being there. If yeah. that makes sense, because I see. Everything from a rounder aspect, a rounder aspect, versus you know, all, most people will just see things from what, what their environment is, you know, their surroundings are, you know. And I always choose to just see things from a wider perspective, and it gets me in trouble. I feel like with people, yeah, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I've done other types of medicine. I've d- yeah, I've, I've fucked with acid, I've you know, LSD, mm-hmm. uh, ketamine, dude. Um, I feel like for me. Acid or LSD is just like it's like the long term version of shrooms, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. unnatural long term version of shrooms, and it just lasts way. And this is why I don't do it as often because it just lasts way longer. Mm. Like, bro, like, shroom trip will last what, like, three hours? And there's LSD trip, like, I think the longest I've ever had was like like, 12 hours. Jesus, bro, like, it was just, it's just like, like, the body high when I was on LSD, it was just like, okay. After three hours it disappears, but then you're on it for the next like nine hours, and it's just like, what the fuck, dude? Is this just, is this shit gonna end? Yeah. It's 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 fun. But it's like I can't subscribe to that all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Now I've also I'm also a, a big fan of ketamine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, are you guys familiar with it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like I think <laughs> I, I've heard have, of the <laughs> have, you, have, have you guys have you been, have you guys been in a K-hole yet?
2: No. no. Okay, so
1: like you know as we know, it's like, you know, we 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 take it in like a little, little bit, you yeah. know, just a little. But I remember, I was at Burning Man. Oh, that's a whole other fucking oh, story. Shit. Oh, shit. Was, it was my first time at Burning Man last year. Oh, yeah, and I, uh, I went, I didn't know what it was, but I got into a K-hole. I basically got into a K-hole. Mm. And uh, I, it was like seven in the morning. And for some reason at Burning Man, it's just like, it's just a thing to be up at seven in the morning looking at this uh, sunrise in the mm. desert. And the feeling that I had was, it was crazy because it was just, I was hanging out with some people. Actually, people I just, I had just met that day. <laughs> so I'm just like, I go into a gay hole and I'm on the ground. I'm just like, like, what is fucking going on? And they're asking me questions and I'm just like, I'm just trying to figure out reality right now because everything is just so crazy and it was just like, the feeling I had was just, okay, you, you've, you as you said, you've been on ketamine. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But when you think like 10 times that for me like, Two, three hours. Ooh. And you can't move and it's hard to talk. And it's just oh. like, wh- what happens is your energy focuses on your surroundings and your environment. And I could feel everything. like, And I remember, because I was there for seven days, all the dust Jeez. and everything, and, like lack of sleep. And I could feel the my throat kind of sore and I could hear the music from like 10 miles away. And it's just like, and I look at, I'm like just kind of just sitting there. I'm just like, this is insane. It was... And it's weird because ketamine is a man-made drug, mm-hmm. right? Horse tranquilizers. tranquilizers. Yeah, and it's just so crazy how the experience. Like, I don't know if I would. Here's the thing: I don't know if I would ever, I would ever want to go back to that again. It was dope. The K-hole but, or k Oh, wow. it was dope, but it wasn't like fun. It was. It was very intense, and I can. Oh. I think it's because I can feel everything. I could feel people's energies. I can feel like the world around me, and I can sense everything but it was really intense because I could also couldn't just function. So maybe that's what it was. My senses were heightened, but my bodily functions were basically immobilized. Mm. So there's a trade-off. Yeah. So, you, so yeah, like I'm just like, like this, looking at the sunrise, and I could feel everything. Would you consider that a bad trip? No. Okay. Mm. Because here, here's the thing. I hear stories about people with bad trips, but, and I've said this before, I don't think bad trips exist. I just think there are hard truths. Disagree. Okay, it's well, I, I, I can understand it. Yeah. I mean, please, I'm going to ask you to digress oh, yeah, yeah. on this. Like, I know there's place, there's times where people can go... To, well, in my experience, yeah. sorry, excuse me. In my experience, like, it was always like a hard truth for me. Yeah. Like, I, it was always a lesson for me. Mm. Um, whenever I went through something, like, terrible, when I was on shrooms or whatever it may be. But for, I know in other cases, it's it's different. So I'm, like, curious. Like, Mario, like, what was your what was your... Your bad experience.
2: So I've seen a demon. Okay, tell me. Oh my God. <laughs> have you ever talked? Have you ever talked about this on a I, podcast? On a po- uh, have I talked about it? No, I don't think so. Okay, can't wait. Let's go. So, okay. so this one. Is, so <laughs> when I saw the demon was in the bad trip. I was doing shrooms, and I was at my friend's birthday, and I looked in the mirror and I saw my reflection and started turning red, and I was like, "Whoa, can't do that." Left, and then it came back, and I was like, looked at it, and like it was me, red, and it smiled back at me, and I was like, "Oh, not doing this, guys. Nope." Uh, so I didn't have a bad trip then. Just wanted to talk about that.
1: Mario,
3: you are the demon.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but maybe that's it. Maybe like that's, it's almost like esoteric.
1: It's almost like that's you in demon form, but maybe no. another shroom talk here.
3: Yeah.
1: But it's almost like, you ever think about that? Like maybe demons are just us, us but in it's a different just, reality. It's a ref- I don't know if it's that. I think mm. it's a reflection of what we could be. Ooh, You ever think about that? Like, like, that's, it's I bit.
2: hadn't at that moment because it, it didn't feel like it was me but at, at the same time I felt like maybe I was running away from figuring out what it really was because it was too scary to look at because it was literally my face just smiling back at me and like red tinged.
3: It's almost like as if you didn't want to face your demons. Yeah, I really didn't. Maybe, maybe that's I it. really
2: didn't. Maybe that's it.
3: Um, but I'll talk about my bad trip though. Um,
2: yeah. I, did, uh, I did acid and I accidentally did a hero dose. Um, because we didn't know how much was on it. So I got fed a chip, right? And they had poured it on there. Um, And it was supposed to be... Well, I mean, a little dripping and everything, you know? Um, It was supposed to be one gram, I think? To be honest, I don't remember. I just know that it ended up being kind of like double of what we were supposed to do. And it was one hour, two hours. Like, okay, it's good. It's cool. You're feeling the music. You're vibing. And it just started… And one of my friends started having a bad trip. And it kind of affected me to have a bad trip. Right? So I know what you mean about like, there's no bad trips. It's hard truths. At the end of it, look, I'll tell you. It's probably the most harrowing experience that I've had. I was in a car accident where I almost died. And this was more traumatic. Where it was like, um, you have so <laughs> much sensation… Like feeling and sensation that it's overwhelming. It's like a light. If you shine a, a flashlight into your eye, you're being overloaded with uh, sensation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing where you're getting everything, all this stimulus all at once. And it's so much. It's so hard to put into words besides saying that like you're sensory. You're, being, you're getting sensory overload mm-hmm. from pretty much everything right. and you're forced to like feel and understand like experience not just like feelings and stuff but like everything everything and you can hear other people having a bad trip too so it's like there too oh in it's eight hours you know so i was going through it feeling like overwhelmed but i i like legit i just meditated i sat i sat down and i breathed in and i was like for like an hour just like focusing on my breath and just trying to like go through this and like see like kind of like experience it and like not let it like conquer me Mm. and it was a bad trip it was more like like a mental workout like an extreme mental workout to like keep your like kind of sanity in in a sense Mm. because i felt like a part of me like started like you lose yourself you know your personality kind of drifts off into the ether and you have to force it back into place Mm. and when you put it back into place it's not all completely you you know, you're not, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's like you've learned something maybe or like you've experienced something and you're putting yourself back together, but your personality feels a little cracked, hmm. you know? And it's, it's very, very intense. Like there was a, mo- <laughs> a moment where it's like, we had we had, all had to throw up, you know? And we I remember- went Oh, to, you went there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, do we- Okay, so,
1: sorry to interrupt. Hold no, this no, thought. Yeah. Hold this thought. I feel because I've never gone to that phase where like I had, I had to throw up. Yeah. Because when you purge, that's what I call it,
2: when you purge, that's that means your baby just took too much. So I'll, I'll tell you two parts of it. Where one of them I purged, and we had a friend that didn't purge, oh. right? So I purged, and I went to the bathroom, and I remember I threw I threw up. I'm in, I'm looking at the sink, and it's all like. my throat and stuff and you're not so when you're on when you're on acid you're looping it's like you have you have these like habits and stuff that micro micro habits micro actions that you do that you don't consciously think about but when you're on it you get stuck in them you know it's like let's say like i pick up my cup i do this or something like that you know and i'm doing that throughout we're talking right when you're on acid you're constantly going back to these like actions you know Mm -hmm. and you go back to it and it's not conscious you're just doing it and you have to consciously fight to get away from these actions because it loops you. You're just stuck in these like loops, right? And so I remember I'm like trying to clean this and I go back and I'm doing something else and I'm like, no. And like, like I'm there like 10, 15 minutes. Remind- it's like having like ADHD too where it's like you're mm. trying to force yourself to do this and I'm like trying to clean this. And at a certain point, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, like Mario, like who are you? Like, you know, are you going to let this like drug like conquer you? And like, Force you to do something like that you don't want to do like how and it, it's like how much willpower do you really have mm. and, I, and I'm like dude you're a janitor you have to clean this up you Latino <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's your <laughs> job it's your <laughs>
2: duty I, I, I run a commercial cleaning company so like oh, I really am you know so it's and part of it it's like part of my identity so I'm like t- attaching that to like my my thoughts and I'm like are you gonna like just leave this here? I'm like no I'm not you know and it's and I, I make light of it but it's this like dude it was this struggle like this constant fight of trying to like force myself to like perform this when you're so like your brain is like somewhere else yeah, yeah, and i i think about in those moments i'm like what what will get me through and i think about like i read a lot of books and like there's these main characters and like who go through struggles and stuff and like, i envision myself as these characters and i'm like okay wh- what would this character do what would i do and you're forcing like willpower into you and trying to like fight through the the way the drug is making you feel yeah and I did it. I, I did that. I threw up on myself too. I cleaned myself up, right. dressed myself. I'm like, okay, I've got to do all this myself. And then I went back and I was just like sitting there for like the next like fucking six more hours that I had to go through the drug, just like breathing in, breathing in. And my homegirl who didn't purge, it lasted her 30 hours. Yeah. What was this at? Uh, this was in the desert. Oh, we yeah. Like in Palm Springs. A, or something. Springs? Yeah, we were just on a like vacation thing, you know. And it lasted, for her, it was like a whole thing.
1: There's still a physical aspect to it, meaning you purged, meaning you threw up. Like that's, yeah. that, you took so, excess.
2: So yeah. yeah, we took an excess and it, luckily, like for me, it lasted maybe to like the next, oh, like the after effects, maybe to the next day, you know, yeah, yeah. I still felt like fragile. Yeah, but it, eventually, like, I took a good experience from it. And I would do it again, you know, because I learned a lot about myself. It was like going through like mental hula hoops or like a mental workout, yeah. mm. and like the experiences I've had from like weed, from shrooms, prepared me for this.
1: So it's almost like at the end of the day, it's still it's like you you chose to see it as a lesson. Like, yes, I chose right. to see it as a lesson. In my stead, it's like you know, like if I had a situation like that, it's like I would never go through that again. But I I was taught
3: something. That's that's kind of like. uh like that thing that people always say, like, oh, there's no losses. There's just lessons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all the L is a lesson. That's yeah, it. it I, I mean, it's a similar mindset, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you'd be like, it's a bad trip or that gain something from it, you know? So I think that's kind of like what Justin was saying. I think I, I see where you guys are kind of elaborating on. It's, it's the same thing, but just described differently.
2: Don't yeah. do drugs, kids.
3: But just don't do too much. Yeah, don't yeah, do too yeah. much. Don't do too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it takes me back to, like, getting being a young 20 something year old and doing weed and like with your friends Yeah, and like you st- I don't know if you guys ever had stoner days
1: uh, weed doesn't work well yeah. with me at really? all I've had, I have had. I. don't smoke weed anymore like
2: Same. regularly don't but, smoke like weed. I, under- I understand yeah. yeah those days like it's carefree days and you like when you used to
3: do a bong and like dude, dude it's just such a different time I don't know how you guys did that shit I don't man. know how we did it either weed I would just feel like I'm dying every single time it's like crazy It would make me think,
2: and I love that about it, where it would just like put me in like a different spot and just like also a different perspective, not as much as shrooms, but just like, it it was just Mm. so great for me to like, I felt so blinded before I started doing, maybe this sounds fucked up, but yeah, I felt blinded before I started doing drugs.
1: Maybe that's why they don't want us to do it because it opens up our minds to the possibilities and and other perspectives.
2: Yeah, and and you don't want that in a very like capitalistic society where you're forced to like, you know, think and act a certain way. Though I think it's changed Mm. a lot nowadays. Well, I, I
1: arguably, like, it's... I would say even more, like, let's say... Like, the opposite would be, like, communists. It's like, a socialist. they would, definitely would have want that. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Capitalism
1: is, like, you know, like, there's... It's, like, I, I know, going to that conversation... You know, we don't have to dive in, but yeah. just, like... Um, it's... Capitalism, I think, gave us the freedom... Gives us the freedom to choose. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah,
3: definitely different mindset. I think we're talking about, like, homogenous, like, societies. Like, communism and stuff like that. Where it's, like, yeah, it's... Be uniform, do this, do that, yeah. and definitely can't do it. Usually, when you have that mindset, it's easier to control, right? But oh. yeah, it's a little different when you're on
2: drugs. <laughs> there's no, there's no, dan- there's no dancers in the yeah. in the communist countries. <laughs>
3: so is this, is this is this the
1: drug no, episode? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Excuse me, medicine
1: episode. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> there's no dancing in communist society. It's called marching, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true. man. you think about North Korea and like everything that they're putting out, It's like that's what it is. Man.
3: It's true. I think it's time to ask you about um, your dating life. Now that we know your relationship with drugs, yeah. <laughs> How about your relationship with women? Yeah. Oh He's
1: like, same. <laughs> <laughs> women are drugs, <laughs>
3: <laughs> medicine,
2: <laughs> medicine,
1: <laughs> medicine. Here's the thing, like, I, man, like, I, you know, obviously, I've, I've said it. You know, I was in a relationship uh, yeah. earlier last year, and I ended it, and I almost went suicidal. And I've uh, I've opened up to different. And I'm not talking about that, right? Don't we
0: think
1: of it like that? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> is actually gays that listen. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: it's like I, I've been single since then. Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't like, like dated. Like, I maybe mean, I've had some, you know, situations. That was like
3: 2021, 2022, 2022. Oh, okay.
1: 2022. Just past year. Here's the thing: I have a question. Have you? I've have you guys... When I talk about the red
3: pill, have you got? Do you guys know about the red pill? Are you talking about the male, like, masculine thing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've right. heard of it. Okay, so... I started to get into it and try to understand it. And, like, you know, I remember mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody, like, a like a, a former friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember he was telling me, like, like, are you a red pillar? And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and it was just like... Like, basically, it's like, oh, they're, like, they're, like, people who listen to Joe Rogan and they... They they're like they're like misogynists and all this shit. And I was like, What? Oh. No, I just like the movie The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he tried to tell me like like you know, like, Oh, you'll send to Joe Rogan, and then it's just like you're that's you're part of that. And oh. I was like, Joe Rogan helped me out with a lot of things. he opened, he, he opened up my mind, especially with his guests, opened, yeah. up opened up my mind to a lot of things. And that's actually helped me with my progress with where I was going with my dancing and stuff. Mm. And then, you know, I had to explain that to him and, mm. and, that kind of just ended. I was like, I don't know if I want to subscribe to you anymore. Yeah, you know? I know. You said
3: former friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know. So now what, with me going with this, it's I, 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 was like, what is this? And I started to get interested in it. Mm. Now there's this book called The Rational Male mm-hmm. by Rolla Tomasi, and basically it ex it's uh he explains what the Red Pill is, mm. and basically I'll just say this: the Red Pill, um, basically talks about uh hypergamy. Do you guys know what that is? Hypergamy is basically... Oh, dating upwards? Yeah, so here's the thing. Like men, most men will date downward yeah. versus women will date upward. So when I say date upward, they're, gonna, they're going to date uh, men who have like status, high money. Value, yeah. High value, yeah. High, val- high value, you know what I'm saying? And like it just kind of like that book helped me understand <laughs> things. But the one thing that stood out to me the most was the idea that women will, uh, their greatest fear, because right now I feel like in this age that we're taught in terms of like the female imperative or even feminism
0: mm-hmm.
1: is we're taught that women are are the ones who are going to be choosing but mm. their greatest fear is that men are the ones who are supposed to be choosing the females mm. so it's like so from that point on it, it helped me understand like oh okay so this this is how it works because obviously we've all been like duped by women mm. right we've been in situations where it's just like women are just have have just like have played games with us and all this shit you know what I'm saying like uh, I'm going to make I'm going to he's an option. Yeah.
3: You
0: know
1: what I'm saying? And even though like, maybe in our cases, we're like, you know, like maybe this girl's like a, related. maybe I can see something with this girl. Yeah. But no, and the opposite end is, no, nah, this guy's just an option. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like in this day and age, it's like, mm. oh, it's like, it's like women have the power. Yeah. But the reality is, is that men have the power to choose, you know? And in, 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 with adding on to that, women of, uh, excuse me, men of higher value have that option to choose who, uh, who are their partners. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now, since then, it's, it's weird because it's just like, um, I haven't dated since then. Mm. Because I've just, I've, you know, I've, I've talked about this earlier, is I've, I have shit I'm doing. I have a shit I got to do, and that's more important than being in a relationship right now. Yeah. Until maybe there's someone comes comes along and be like, oh, okay, this could work. Something that I've come to understand is that, you know, like, I feel like the older me, and maybe in most men, it's just like, oh, it's like my life will be complete once I have a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the thing is, the thing about when you're in a relationship... People don't think about the lifestyle change you have to make t- to be in that relationship because mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship with a woman, excuse me, there's a diff- big difference between women and girls. Mm. And now now we have all these other genders, and it's like that's where it gets even crazier. Mm. But it's like if like so, okay, if you're a heterosexual male and you're dating a uh, if you're looking for a, a female, whether it be a girl or a woman, I think there's a difference. Um, it's you, it's like you have you you have to think about most people think it's like they think about the end goal but they don't think about what it takes to get there hmm. in terms of a lifestyle change that you have to make with this girl like obviously we, i feel like we've all everybody in this room have been in relationships where it just didn't work out because maybe the lifestyle they just didn't match or like yeah. you know like maybe just we weren't it was right you know like we weren't in the right place in the right mind with this person but it's just like i feel like you know when i look and when i talk about when i talk about lifestyle changes i'm talking about like going into a a successful relationship that's ongoing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that one that just seems to work. And I'm not just talking about marriage. You know, like marriage people think like, oh, you're married. Like, oh, great. Like, no, that's just just that's just like, a, that's just like a, um, a meeting point. Mm. To me, marriage is, is just a meeting point of like, okay, we're married now. Okay, what's next? There's nothing after that. So it's like, to me, a successful re- a relationship is one that just keeps on going. And it just seems healthy. Mm.
0: You know,
1: it had, there's, no, there's no like um, milestone to it. To a successful successful relationship. Now, when it comes to that, it's like adopting a lifestyle change. Like when you choose a partner, like that woman or that, well, I'm going to say woman because that's, that's when when a girl becomes a woman, that's when I think you can have a successful relationship. Mm. When it comes to that point, you really have to adopt a lifestyle where it like just makes sense. Mm. And I've never gone there yet, obviously, because I haven't been in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Now, I haven't been in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship sense. currently because yeah. all my relationships that I've had, I, I was the one that was ending it. I it, had to end it because I just knew this wasn't it. Does mm. that makes sense? And yeah. I, Obviously, there's other, there's other cases where men were the ones who were being broken up with and then it devastated them. Yeah. Now, the okay. red pill the, the, talks about that. The reason why uh, you know, uh, men get broken up with is because they're just not carrying their weight. You know, it's like, and there's, here's the thing. It's like the, you guys remember that book, The Game? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the, now the rational male is to me, it's like the antithesis to the game. The game was just all about playing the game. Mm -hmm. Right. But the rational male talks about like how, like not how to play the game, but just how the game works and it's less of like cuz to me like uh, when i read the game i was like bro like i grew up with women like my mom raised me my sister raised me and i'm like this is this is like ma- i feel like this book materializes women i can't do this mm-hmm. but the rational male tells me about ta- talks about or tells me and talks about like female nature like a human nature male nature and female nature and like how it affects you depending on your action now i i personally think that like every male should read this book especially if you're heterosexual yeah, and also if you if you are gay, well. talking about the game, the, no, the rational male. Oh, the rational male. Okay. Yeah, like because it's it gives you it just gives you a perspective mm. versus the game. Like like this is how, if you if you want to be yeah, a player, play a this is it. Yeah, <laughs> but like the rational male teaches you, like oh, you want to play be a player? Okay, do this. You want to be married and have a successful relationship? Do this.
3: Mm. Okay.
1: You know so, and that's that's what I would recommend. I feel like I've. Extended my conversation on this a little further than no than- no 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 because no. <laughs> oh, <no, laughs> no. I feel like we're gonna dive towards yeah, 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 your yeah, own yeah. personal experiences. Ever. Yeah 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 because I feel like everybody in this room has had experience with women yeah. who just fucking play with us. And here's the thing: it's just like don't let them fucking play you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 pretty just what it is.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I I kind of just want to backtrack a little bit because mm. I want to speak about something just because we kind of spoke about it in a different term. Right. Like you know how you said like you know uh, there's no such thing as a bad trip. You know what I mean? Just a hard truth. And I think very similarly, like, the way we approach the conversation when it comes to, like, relationships, we always say, like, it, it doesn't work out or it didn't work out. Right. And typically mm-hmm. that just means, like, you're not together, you know? And to me, I've had, like, a lot of healthy relationships or healthy throughout most of the duration. <laughs> and uh, I would like to say that instead of—because I don't like to say that it didn't work out. I usually say, it did work out. We're just not together. Mm-hmm because I've gone a lot from it and I've grown and, you know, I've developed into a person that now, you know, and this is where it sounds kind of bad where I would say like, Oh, that milestone I've like taken off from it. And hopefully the next person is more compatible for me. I used to say like a better person, but I don't think that's kind of like the wise phrase. It's like someone who's more compatible. It's not to say that person is better. It's just better for me, you know? So aside from that, like, yeah, I, I actually haven't experienced too many women, like, playing me. I guess, like, if you want to say like that. But also, I'm also the guy who's, like, been in uh, a lot of, like, long-term relationships. Right. And the only one where it ha- I had someone where, like, they played me, per se, I wasn't really in, a, like, a relationship with, yeah, you know. Yeah. It was something, like, I fell out really quick. And the reason why I allowed—I I say allowed as if, like, it was a choice of mine. But more so, like, the reason why I ignored all the red flags is because— You know, I was in a space after a serious relationship where I was like, I don't want something serious.
1: Right, right, right. So
3: I ignored the red flags because I'm like, what does it mean to me? You know what I mean? Like right now I'm not in a place where I want a serious relationship. So whatever happens, happens. And if something bad happens, I could just drop it and I'm not hurt. Right, right. But I do understand where you're talking about like getting played. Getting played is where you actually have your emotions like toyed with, played with, you know, where you do leave like lesser of a person than you are, right? Some people, a shell of a man that they used to be, you know? And, um, yeah, I have seen that from a lot of people. And it's weird because, like, when you said, like, don't allow yourself to get played, that is something that's very true because most of the guys I see that happens to is they allow themselves to get into that place where they can be played. It's not really that, like... It's actually a choice at that point. Because you usually when you see that person being played, usually one of your homies, there's always so much that us as the circle could talk about it. But there's also a lot that they refuse to hear. And it happens frequently, right? Mm -hmm. So it's weird because when you're getting played, you're the only ones who don't see that you're in a game. Everyone else sees that. Everyone else around you, but you choose to ignore fact that this is ha- this is what's happening to you yeah right you, you think you know better you think you're following your heart you think this is this is true and it's different and it's a very very hard pill to swallow right it kind of goes back to like sometimes you you let this person dictate the way you live your life and you don't want to backtrack and you don't want to say that you're wrong you know what i mean you don't want to say this person's the wrong person for me and you see this happens a lot in relationships where it's overly extended, right? Relationships that should only be a year, that ends up being five, ten, marriage, two kids, a divorce later. You know what I mean? Like, where they can't get out of it because they refuse to be wrong. And uh, that that's fucking detrimental, man. That's that's so bad for your health. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's because you don't want to admit that you got
2: played. It's funny you talk about that, like, you know, getting played and everything too because... And, you know, your homie's telling you and you're not realizing it. Even though everyone knows. It was like, I remember there was a girl. I know you know her name. Um, Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like, I, it was the first time where I was like, oh, damn, like, I really like this girl. Like, I really feel it. Like, and it takes a lot for me to be like, damn, I want this, you know? Yeah. And I really liked her and I was going for it. And I was like, you know, trying to get at her and everything. And like… I, I got it and everything. Like, we're talking, you know, and I think we're like, you know, we're, we're talking, we're dating. Clearly, like, I like her. She knows I like her. And I'm hearing from my friends, like, oh, you know, she's kind of like, I've heard she's a little weird. Heard she's a little shady, this and that. Like, she's talking to, like, she's interested. She talked to one of our friends. She was kind of like talking to him a lot. And <laughs> some like,
3: context is script nice, Filipino woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you
2: 100%. <laughs> and, like, in. In my like, I I know she wouldn't text me back for like twenty two hours in a day, and you know maybe Damn, taking out of, hours. maybe taking out a context. I that? that's like, yeah, I counted. I was like, yo, like, cause I was tripping. I was like, yo, this girl, like, I'm like, I'm I'm putting this girl like, a, like on a, maybe on a pedestal, putting her on game, and I'm like, you know, really trying here. Where I was like, I didn't even. I had a, I had her like in my bed like first night and everything, and I'm like, you know what? we're not going to do anything because I, I actually like this girl. Like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, you know, I, actually like I, want, I actually want something here, you know? So I'm like, you know what? more
3: context, he's a whore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not go there. Uh, I'm not, but... I'm sorry. Hold this thought.
1: Yeah. You should have done something that night.
2: So I, I didn't that first. I did on the second or third <laughs> night. We did, we did, you know? But it, usually like, I, I'm a big believer. Where it's like, you fuck on the first night. It's not always for sure, but it's like, you're less likely to form a relationship. Not always true. But you're less likely to form a relationship. You should do it anyways. Get out of the <laughs> fucking way. So I sorry, I, sorry go ahead. Sorry. I, didn't, I didn't want to because I was like, yo, like I really like <laughs> I like this girl. Like I want something with her. And then um I I got the feeling where I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm getting played. Like, I feel like, you know. You know like I I feel like I like this girl way too much and you're like you know maybe maybe like the texting thing isn't a big indicator but it is a little bit of like interest and in, in, like communication where I'm like you're consistently taking 20 plus hours to like text me back
0: I'm like oh
2: I live a busy life like I know you got time like man I'm, like you know so like it built up to this point where I was like I got to do it like I got to end it like I know I know in my heart I know in my gut like that there's this is I'm getting played I know it you know and so I did it, I broke it off and everything. And I felt sad. I was like super sad about it. Like I did <laughs> me and my my best homegirl at the time, we did shrooms because I was like really sad. And like afterwards, I was like, oh, I felt so much. It was cathartic. I felt so much better. And like then down the line, we found out that she was doing some shady stuff. And like What's I What's that shady it, stuff,
3: Martin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is hearsay. You know, cause I wasn't personally there, but she hit up one of our homies who had a girlfriend at the time. And she's like, you know, like, let's like link up. And then he's like, no, dude, I have a girlfriend. And she like was like, okay, whatever, pussy. And then like, <laughs> and, then <laughs> the next, oh, and then the next day she was in a relationship, like officially uh, on, on a Facebook relationship with somebody else. <laughs> <Late>. <laughs> and instantly, <laughs> and when he told me that, when he told me that instantly, like any kind of like feeling I had then left, I was like, oh. I'm vindicated. I'm good. I was right. Mm. I followed my gut.
1: And you're right. And I think at the end of the day, it's always about like just following. Yeah, you got to follow. Because
2: like, sometimes like, like not that love will lead you astray or anything, but sometimes you will get blinded by this feelings of infatuation. And there's nothing wrong with that. If it's the right person, there's nothing wrong with that. But if your gut tells you something is off, I'm a, I'm a big believer in following your gut. You know, follow, you know,
3: your your instincts know. You should have just followed your dick and smashed for the first night, bro. <laughs> okay,
2: I did it the second. <laughs> I did second night. So it's still okay. But-
3: <laughs> That's probably when she knew. She's like, "Damn, he tried sleeping. with me?" I got
1: him in my <laughs> Yeah, you know hands. it's yeah. like it's because here's the thing it's just like once you go through that door, yeah. It's just like, all right. It's like once you go through that door you, you know each other. Like okay, you have or you have an under you, you kind of know each other in that way. You know
2: what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in to that way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, 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 right. Because once you get past that it's like, "Okay, now it's like, okay, now it's just like, ah, okay. What's next?" So,
2: so I've had the opposite too where it's like I'll take girls home and it's just like, you know, just physical and then it fizzles out. Yeah, you know, so I didn't want that to happen, you know, because because ah, I've experienced both. I've experienced both, and it's not like it can't happen, you know. I've 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 had relationships from women that like you know we've hooked up on the first night and it turned into like a month long relationship, and that's okay, you know, that's totally okay. But I in it's in the majority majority of the time when we don't when we build an actual friendship when we like have an actual like experiences before that and like get to know each other. It turns into an actual relationship. You know, we talk about Filipino women. (laughs) I am the complete opposite. (laughs) All my ex girlfriends are Vietnamese. I was
0: gonna say this! My two! My two! Really?
2: Yes! Yes, the most toxic women in my life have been Vietnamese and Filipino women.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, are we Are
2: we bonding? <laughs>
3: I think he has about to open Pandora's
2: box. That's what you're about to do. He's
0: getting ready. Look.
2: Why do you Why do you think I'm? Oh, chào chào chú, chào Con, Well, you speak more Vietnamese than me. <laughs>
1: it's crazy because it's okay. Like I've definitely like I've definitely dated more Vietnamese girls than
2: uh, than Filipino. women. Me too. I've, like very few Filipino women. It's the nuoc mam. It's the fish sauce, dude. It's makes them crazy. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, wait, wait. Yes, but, here, but,
1: but here's the thing. like, I, Here's the thing. They were all Vietnamese American but they weren't Vietnamese. I think there's a difference. Now, sure. like, you know, you're, you both been to Vietnam. Uh, excuse me, Vietnam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vietnam. No, I'm talking about Vietnamese oh. American. I'm Dude, talking about Vietnamese like, American. Like, is it just me or it's just like Vietnamese women or just Vietnamese people in general are way different than Vietnamese Americans. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think yeah. what it is is that, like, this is something I noticed going to Vietnam last year in like November-ish or whatever. Uh, and it's, I noticed that People in Vietnam are just so much more happier, but I think it's because they're the people that stayed behind versus the people that came here.
0: Because
1: most of the like, here's the thing: like, you know, obviously you're Vietnamese Americans, yeah. And I feel like the the trauma that you you guys carried as the first generation Americans mm-hmm. from your mm-hmm. parents who had who had to remove themselves mm-hmm. to travel to America by boat or by plane or whatever it is. Most most of the people by boat like had a harder time, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like, and here's the thing: most of my uh, my my ex girlfriends were were people that, they were, they were offspring of parents that traveled by boat. Yep.
2: Or yeah.
0: Refugees, Everybody's basically. So. All yeah.
2: of mine, too. Are you, too? Yeah. Really? My ex-girlfriends, yes.
0: Oh, okay.
3: okay.
2: I thought no, you were know, no. like, your people. I was like, whoa. Oh. oh, my dad, yeah. yeah. Oh, your dad, too? Yeah, yeah, my dad. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came from South America, you know, crossed the took a boat, across oh, the border. Yeah. No, he did boat and border, so. I did boat. You did boat, too? Yeah, I'm a refugee.
1: But you're a refugee. Yeah, So you experienced How old
3: were you when you Dude I was only a couple months dude. I don't even remember <laughs> story, But I was <laughs> in a refugee camp for you're like uh, refugee <laughs> uh, I mean Cancel those they were carried through Yeah But it's just like the Like when, I, when people say, Like little baby like, trauma When people call like Asian people fobs I'm like bro you were There's another phrase story It's like Boba right Brought over by airplane I'm like yeah. you're not even really You know a fucking fob but Like I came over by a fucking boat But yeah Anyways Brought over obviously. by airplane but Obviously Yeah totally different stories And you know, I kind of want to you know, I don't. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, yeah. but you know, you're speaking about how like people from Vietnam are a lot happier, right? And I have this theory again, just just my own <laughs> personal opinion. I think when people don't come from a lot, they learn how to be happy with very little, mm-hmm. right, right, right? And right. Uh, another thing about what I've noticed is that the people who are usually the most oppressed have either compared themselves to a lot or have had a lot, and it. what it is is like the. You know, it goes back to, like, science, basically, right? Dopamine, right? Like, if you have a baseline and you get sad from, like, a very low baseline, it's not really that big of a difference, right? Like, if your life is very fucking shit and something else happens, you're like, well, whatever. Well, this is the fucking norm. But mm-hmm. when you have it all and then you get turned down from a fucking girl and you always get your fucking way, you're like, fuck, dude, what the hell is going on? My yep. whole world is, like, crashing down. Right, 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 right? right So, right. and the reason why I say that is because, you know, I one of the thi- – One of the reasons why I say you should always go back to your homeland, especially if it's like a third world country, developing country, wherever it is. Oh, yeah. When I went back to Vietnam, I remember seeing uh, this lady and, you know, obviously with the war and everything, there was a lot of casualties and a lot of deformities that happened through Agent Orange. I remember going to Mm -hmm. this banh mi shop, which is a Vietnamese sandwich, if you guys all know. Uh, there was this lady, she would sling out, like, lottery tickets, right? And these lottery tickets, people usually don't win shit. They just sell it. It's kind of more like, um, I feel bad for you, to let me buy it. But this lady, her whole lower half of her body, her legs were all, it was all jello. She had basically no bones. And you could tell in was, Vietnam? In Vietnam. Okay. And you tell us just like a deformity of, like, what happened before. And, um, you know, I went to that banh mi shop, like, three or four days in a row, because that shit was good. But, uh, she was always there every day. She would sling those fucking like tickets. And it was like I would come in the morning, she was there. At night, she was there. So you just you just knew that she was there all day and all night. And she wasn't necessarily like happy, but she wasn't necessarily like sad. And I think, you know, she what the difference was she has come to accept that this is her life, right? This is the way she's gonna live. You know what I mean? No more, no less. And you know, it it's weird. And you know, maybe it sounds like kind of bad too, but like like depression and suicidal tendencies, a lot of it is like a attribute of the privilege. Right. And what I mean by that is like like these people have no choice but to survive, and that's all they have ever known. Right. Right. The people who've had a lot more, they're like, when they have it, it's great. But when they don't have it, it's the worst thing ever because they've never experienced anything like it.
1: That's some real shit. Yeah. That's a real yeah. perspective because they just, it's. I don't want to say it, but it's like they're ignorant of what our experience is here exactly. in America.
3: It's like we have not, they have nothing to compare to. Yeah, exactly, and which is why like you hear this all the time where it's like your parents have had it so hard. Like, what do you have to complain mm-hmm. about? Yeah, right. But that completely. Like, undermines like the things that we're going through in today's world, which is completely different than theirs. And not right. to say one experience is worse no. or better. Again, it once it goes back to that place in your brain, it's all the same. Yeah. You, know, you feel the same pain. So uh yeah, for me, uh I think yeah you should go back to for me, uh I learned a lot to be humble about, even more so things to be grateful about because now I see what could have been and I'm glad that we got out of there. Yeah. you know and and while we do deal with like a new age set of problems like i'm glad that at least i have the option to be better to be greater and i'm curious like have you been to the homeland homelands i've been to both
2: but i was so young i mean i was 13 when i went to peru and i was like five when i went to salvador so
3: i I need to go back because you're right when you said literally when you said that i was like
2: Mm, I should go
3: back. It's weird. Like I saw like myself and a lot of the people out there, you know, it was the girls or the guys (laughs) or the lady boys. (laughs) (laughs) The lady boys. You know, wrong country. (laughs) I feel uh, like they're not in the, I didn't see much in Vietnam. No, 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 Thailand. Yeah. It was, it was just crazy. You see like all these people like hustling, but such like tough skin, but at the same time, like joking about their like misfortunes all the freaking time. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty wild. Uh, And you know, most of these people are not even like relate to me like that i was like holy shit like we have a lot of similarities you know you know basically from a different country yeah i you know when i went to
1: vietnam last year and i went to the philippines before that i went back home uh to the homeland mm. and you know i noticed the you know, same thing it was, but even more so in vietnam but like in the philippines mm, more it was, so pe- yeah more so but i I think I, i'm gonna explain in the philippines you know like you're you've i went you know i went to manila that's like it's basically like America. It's a city, mm. you know, and I could sense that. It's like, oh, it's not that different. But when I went out to the islands, uh, specific, specifically Shargao, people were happier. Mm. They just seem happier with less. Yeah. But I think it's also because they just, like, as you said, they have nothing to compare to. They're not yeah. exposed to the riches and all the options we have here in America. Yeah. And, like, when I went to Vietnam, even though Tayen, where I was staying at, um, that's like the expat central mm-hmm. People like I saw dudes were just fucking like chilling on hammocks, you know, on the streets. Like this is a, this is Saigon. Yeah, people are just chilling on hammocks, like <laughs> like like in the midday. And I'm like, they're just fucking chilling, and it's just so. I think this is this is what I this is my thoughts on this. People are happier there because if they have a class a classic way of thinking. Men are this women are this you know there's not mm-hmm. much going on over here, but here yep. in America you notice like like every you know, as we talked about like depression is as an all- time high people are committing suicides like crazy, but I think it's because and I've said this before it's just we just have so many options and we just like we are we're comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to so many different things and it's just and I think that's what's fucking us up yeah I mean this is why like I choose me personally I choose to go back to the foundations of um of like just classic ways of thinking.
3: Mm-hmm. But maybe
1: it's because, as like you said, like me going back to the homeland, even though I'm not from there, my family's homeland, yeah, just made me realize that it's just like, wow, like you, we just have too much going on here. Maybe I just need to center myself uh, with things that matter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it be just like the foundations of what I was talking about and not talking about like the Bible, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. The, like maybe just the idea of the Bible, just the original stories that we were taught because we haven't, as humans, we haven't changed. But the world changed. Mm-hmm. So it's like me subscribing to these things just centers me. And I think that's just way more important. And especially seeing things from a world perspective. is I think another reason why Americans specifically have so many issues is because they only see what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. They
2: don't see things from the world or they don't go back to the original stories of human beings. When you say a uh, classic way of thinking... Um, how does it relate to your relationships? Does that mean like you don't get a mail order bride or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's go back in further. Oh, like my- arranged <laughs> marriages. <laughs> when you
3: went into this red pill, like rabbit hole, it's after your previous relationship, right? Oh, after. So you haven't been in one prior. So can you describe like how you were prior? I think the mindset prior to that was, and I think the
1: reason why I went, also this, this also describes why I went like, I got depressed and I went suicidal because I felt like I wasn't enough for my relationship. Oh, like here's the thing: I don't want to talk bad about my ex girlfriend. No, no, She's great. No. We're friends. We're cool. Yeah. We're cool now. And but you know she has a lot of things going on in her life that I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't fulfill. Hmm. And I think it was the same thing for my my partners' the business, the businesses that I left, or the excuse me, the business that I left with my partners. I felt like I wasn't enough. Hmm. And I think what it was was just just me feeling inadequate to fulfill these things. But the reality is, it's just like, you know what? It was better to just take yourselves out or take myself out. Yeah. But I went suicidal because I think its it was, you know, that's that was the conclusion that like maybe I should just take myself out completely. But then you know what? I chose to stay here. Yeah. You know? But staying here made me realize that, you know, you should just remove yourself from a situation where you feel like you're not, you're not, you're not, it's it's it's, it's a switch. It's, it's more of a matter of am I serving this or is this just serving me? Mm. Now we talk about like like you know, you know, like how it's like a negative thing to, oh, you should be selfish. Motherfucker, you should be selfish because, you know, you have the choice to kill yourself. That's that was a thought process I had in my head. So I felt like I wasn't serving my relationship with my ex girlfriend. And afterwards it made me realize that maybe I should be more selfish. I should be with somebody that should that serves me. You know, and not not saying like I know this sounds negative, but it's also like, you know, it serves me, but maybe I, we can, it, it's more Serve recipro- each other. Serve each other. That's exactly yeah. what mm-hmm. I'm trying to look for. Reciprocal. It should be fucking reciprocal. Yeah. It wasn't like that in, in, in my last relationship. It was more, I felt like I was, I, I felt like I was trying to serve her more. That makes sense. She's probably gonna listen to this shit and be like well, we talked We talk this out. I think we have an understanding. Yeah.
2: And our next guest <laughs> from Cafe uh Lube. Lube. <laughs> Cafe Lou. Now that's something I
1: choose to <laughs> avoid. Uh, <laughs> it can be so complicated, but I feel like in the Eastern world, I call this the Western world, westernized world, you know. Yeah. You go to Asia and it's just it just seems so simple, much more simpler. And I feel like it's like, I feel like a lot of men. And, are just like, they're like, you know what, fuck. Like, you know, and I think we can vibe with this. You, you go to Asia, you go to Vietnam, Philippines, whatever. It's like, oh man, it's just so easy here. Maybe I'll just stay out here. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's like, it's become such a challenge for, for, uh, a challenge for us here in America. But here's one thing. The difference is we are also exposed to women of totally different like races. You know, like, yeah. and I think that's a difference. Like, I think, like, here, I was talking to uh, one of the guys at my gym because he grew out a beard. He's Asian too. Oh, nice! Where he's, where he's growing out facial hair. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Here, here's the thing. It's just like, and like, you know, no offense to the to the men who can't grow facial hair. I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but yeah. it's just like, you know, before, uh, um, before I I was able to grow this out. Actually, I was always <laughs> able to grow this out. But I was like, before this, really, always. Yeah, I just kept shaving.
3: Oh, shit. I just kept
1: shaving this. But uh, before this, it's like all I was attracting was ABGs. And and then like for some reason the second kryptonite right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's your kryptonite? No, 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 no. Afterwards, like I was when I was when I grew this out, I was attracting all kinds of different women. I was like, oh, this is what you this this is what you this is what you do.
2: I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's the beard. Mm -hmm. It's exactly no, he's actually really spot on. Yeah, wait, 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 go back. It's the
3: beard. What do you mean it's the beard?
2: Okay, when I was like what twenty four and younger, all I attracted was ABGs too. And then I grew up my beard. Wait, all
3: the, you attracted or what you were attracted to? What
2: I was attracting. attracting. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. All I was attracting was ABGs. Yeah, I had the oh. clean face, everything. I had a little comb over everything. You know, whatever. That's, I mean, That was I had, exact I, me. That was me. But I, I mean, I had huh. Latinas too, but it's different because I wasn't attracted to them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it's that, the whole story. But when I grew up the beard, it was like, oh, a whole other like uh, dimension of like people like opened up for me. And I had I had more attention from different kind of women when the beard. Yeah, yeah I don't know what it's it is. It's very, it's the like, it's the man filter. It's yes. like uh, it's makeup for men.
1: I think so. Huh, it's that's interesting.
2: <laughs> what did you just say? It's makeup for men. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the complete opposite I, for I me. I fucking
1: never heard that before.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's some uh, I've seen it somewhere. where It's like you take a the beard off of a guy. He's like, oh, that's a that's a four. You put huh. a beard on him, it's a six
3: or seven. Where's well, the little girl facial here? You've been, long terms. <laughs> You've been in long terms. This is like my fucking garlic. You know, this is my <laughs> abstinence look right here. But I think it's
1: all, on top of that. It's just, it's also just, it's what's
3: your game too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's a, so yeah, this Peter's tr-
2: game is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter, you just, they all fall into a long-term relationship. Interesting. Yeah, it's like... Oh, a, I want to ask about that actually. So okay. how much does, uh, you know... You know Yeah, I won America's Best Dance Crew. You know, I was a you know Bruno Mars and stuff like. (laughs) How much does that play into your game? Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be
1: real
2: with you, it gets worse.
1: What? It gets
2: fucking worse
1: because here is the thing: the fact that you have notoriety because you have a blue check. What most people don't realize is that people think like, oh, okay, you got like girls in your DMs and shit like that. But what it does, it from my experience, it it almost kind of backfires because you are someone of notoriety. When someone DMs you a girl DMs you and it's just like, like, oh my God, this guy with a blue check like DM me back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's all they fucking care about. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, and I can verify with, with my friends, the girls I still talk to, that's like, it's like, yo, like, can we just talk on like a different messaging app? Like, and then, and it's just like, they don't want to. because <laughs> They like uh. being DM'd on Instagram by a guy with a blue check. Like I that's my experience. So you mean blue checks don't bring you substance? It 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 brings you something, yeah. But the but it's just like it's like it's almost like I have to work harder because it's like oh it's someone that's something, yeah. I ha, it's like like gotta live up to. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's hard for me to be more real about it.
2: Does it bring you more though? Like it attracts more. Okay, but so in terms of so like pool is bigger, but you have to like okay this person here, this person here, find the substance. Exactly.
1: Yeah, okay. It's a wire
3: net, but more bad fish.
2: That's a, it's. I want
1: to say bad fish because there's some good fish in there, but it's just like I just yeah, have yeah. to put in more work. More, yeah. yeah. Like here's the thing: after America's Best Dance Crew, it was way easier because social media wasn't as like yeah. pro- mm. prominent back then. But now that like we're in like in a different phase where like women are getting DM like 30 DMs from random dudes. It's yeah. a different mm. story. The dudes from India would be like, "You are the most beautiful woman I've ever yeah. met." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's exactly what's happening to these girls, you know. So it's like I can understand that, but at the same time, it's like. It's just like, I, I say this a lot. It's like, I don't want to subscribe to being like, you know, like, do mm-hmm. that. Nope, that makes sense? I feel that. Yeah. It's like, a, I, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm in a place now where I'm like, I don't feel like playing that fucking game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to just talk to you. too like, old for that. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just not, I've, I've been there. It's like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm just going to talk to you when it feels like it's real. If that makes sense. Mm. Because it's, and I think like, I think that's, that's the thing. I meet girls f- like first, and they f- I feel like because they you know have this I have this blue check, I have this many followers, and they feel like oh is he gonna play this game with me and I'm like oh no, <laughs> like, like later on down the line it's like as time passes by I'm like oh no this guy's actually just a real motherfucker oh. uh, or at least I hope they think that of me
2: yeah but you're trying to arrive to that spot you know it's it's I,
1: I, I uh, sorry to interrupt. I
2: can't do it in the first like instant. Is it easier when you meet them in person? They don't know who you are and stuff. You know, like
1: sometimes I I wish I just uh, I should be doing this, but I wish I just like had a fake Instagram like yeah. of me, just like mm. whatever. It's but exactly then they, better. but then then eventually like they'll just I know what's gonna happen. They're just eventually gonna realize. Wait a minute, why does this guy only have like x amount of followers and like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and he's talking about all this shit and like <laughs> it's it's not gonna work. So you haven't done the dating apps. Every experience that I had was very negative. Oh what? oh wow. I've had a. a um, Fuck it. I'm just going to talk about it. I've had an experience. Let's oh, get man. into it. <laughs> get it. Get it. This it. guy's it's been it. playing
2: footsie with me this whole time. <laughs> like, like, he's like telling me about his beard and like touching my knee the whole time. So like, The whole time I thought my foot was on the table, but like I was on
1: your knee and I was like, why is this shit kind of soft and warm? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so my bad. You're good. You're good. Okay. So going back, we were talking about yeah,
2: dating apps, bad experiences. Oh, and my bad and like, I'm just going to so, like, talk I, about it.
1: Here's the thing. I... So my sister uh, and my brother-in-law, they're one of those people that Aww. like had a successful mar- like they, yeah, they're in, they're still in the relationship. They're like together. Married now, right? Married. Yeah. Married. Jenny's married. Yeah. And they're the shout one out to Jen? shout out to Jenny. And I think that's someone you probably want to talk to because she owns a restaurant that's actually going to reopening. Oh, that's cool. going to be reopening oh. soon.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, restaurant. yeah. Probably uh, it's
1: up. called Sampa. It's a Filipino fusion restaurant. Oh, I know. Seriously, oh. so you heard about it?
2: No, but I love Filipino food. Oh, there you
3: go. Bring,
1: <laughs> hey, bring your Filipino girls. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. I love Filipino women. There you oh, go, no. man. Hey, you'll find a lot of them there. <laughs> Maganda. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use that. One, so. <laughs> go ahead. That's fucking amazing. I look at that and I was like, oh shit, maybe it's a chance. So Mike's yeah. ex- I had not ex- uh, during the pandemic. I had like you know a match with a girl. We we actually like fucking, um, uh, what do you call it? What did we do? Oh yeah, we actually like Facetime and shit. Like we oh, zoomed yeah. and shit. And like I was like, oh, okay, this looks like you know this seems like something that I could work out. But then. I think we were, you know, because at that time I was in the market and I was, I was like seeing completely different things than what she was seeing, and I was like, "Okay, do you want to hang out?" And she's like, "No," like she was like, uh, "You have to be vaccinated. You have to do all this stuff." And I was like, "Oh," and that was the time when it was like, you know, the rollout was just happening. Yeah, I don't even know if she got it. I got, it. I think it was just like she just didn't, she just didn't want to hang out because like I wasn't vaccinated or like you know like and yet, and, mm. and I I didn't really know what it was, but it's just, she just didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, but we had like a really, we, have, we had a connection. And that kind of, after that, it's just like, I think she just like ghosted me. Like, oh, it was like wow. one of those things where she ghosted me be, uh, because of like, we had just differing perspectives. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing this shit no more. Yeah, You know, like, oh, well, one thing I'll say though, is that that shit will work in other countries. Yeah. Not so much in America. Oh, Yeah. That, that, it worked for me in like, when I was in the Philippines. Not so much in America. And I think after that, I was like, you know what? I, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not so much that I give up. I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. Like, bro, like, I think this is something that's common where like, where it's like, you're like, put, you're like scrolling and scrolling and you're scrolling and you're just like, oh, okay, this person swipe right on me or this person matched me. Okay, cool. You know, like, like, I just remember like during the pandemic because we had so much time. I was spending so much so many hours just scrolling. Okay, this girl this girl might, this girl might, this girl might. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just takes so much fucking time. You know what? It made me realize I got fucking shit to do. Mm-hmm. I would rather, and this goes back to me talking about like red pill. I would rather be working on shit that fucking matters. Mm-hmm. And then I could eventually just attract it.
2: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And I feel the same way. That's why uh, I realized I'm like, I can't be spending my time when I was on it, I can't be spending my time swiping and stuff. Mm. So, but I'm like, I still want this to be in the background for me to like, you know, if I still want to see someone, someone, what's the best option? You download an auto swiper and it just does it for you.
3: Shut the hell up. You use really? that shit?
2: I heard about these you just things. D- you just download it. It's literally a cr- Chrome extension. You go on, you download auto swiper. Wait, and does just... it swipe on everyone then?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, or so, so it's not everyone. selective.
2: No, it's not selective at all. Oh,
3: but
1: shit. that's actually pretty dope because yeah. that, that actually, you... sorry to interrupt, no, but no. that falls in the idea of like you. Sh- you're the one who's choosing versus yeah. the women choosing you. So it actually
2: works in your favor. Yeah.
1: But you're also mm. choosing every
3: woman. Out but it doesn't there. matter because it but doesn't you
2: mean you have to talk to that yeah, person. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's more not. like at least for men, it's more of a numbers game uh, because when you've seen if you if you've been on women's dating app, you'll see the difference where it's like they have a ton of like swipes or likes, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and they get to choose who they want to like interact with. You know, mm. it depends. But with the guys, it's like a lot more varied. Unless like this is varies by experience. If you're like you know super good looking, like right. you know tall, whatever, totally different. You know, it, but you know personal whatever. Yeah, but. It's more of a numbers game. And if you have the swiper, it just does it all for you. And then you're just like, okay, this person here, this person mm. here, whatever, like whoever you find attractive. I should have done that. <laughs> That's what I tell my friends to do. I have friends who be like, I work and stuff. They don't really need to do a lot. They'll be yeah. like, He's like, I'm like, how do, you, how do you find people on here? He's like, I just swipe for hours. I'm like, damn, for Jesus hours? Jesus Christ. Like, I can't be doing that, man. It's I got shit to them. do. Like, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, let's just fucking, fucking swipe on it, like auto swiper. Because I think at the end of the day, it's just like,
1: women are going to choose men that. Are doing shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's straight of what it is, you know. So it's like you might as well just focus on the on the things that you're you're doing, and then you'll eventually attract a higher quality partners.
2: I, I think that does make sense, and I I've, I subscribe to some of that. Where it's like in my past when I've had breakups and everything, I'm mm-hmm. like, what can I do to be better and heal? I'm like, work on myself. You know, I got to work on myself, and yeah. I will
3: attract people into my life. Man, it's worked for me. I, I've definitely been noted with a couple of friends who like they don't do much and. They're like, how come this super hot chick doesn't want me, you know? And it's not just like a, a dang thing for females. It's, it's, it's like, oh, how come people are not better friends to me? Or how come more opportunities don't get presented yeah, to me? try. And I'm always – and they're like, how come people just can't like me for me? And they stay, like, stagnant, right? And I'm always like, bro, if you want a better job, be better. Yeah. And when you want a more attractive significant other, be better. you want better friends, be better. You know, it really just goes back to you. But it's kind of hard because, you know, it, it's romanticized that people should just accept you for who you are. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You can still be who you are, but there's always a better version of you. And that might mm-hmm. be the version that's worthy of all that. And it's just some people are not willing to put in the work to do that. I think, uh,
1: you know, the church talks about this in like Music Soul Child. You know, remember that song? Like, mm-hmm. in Uncondi- uh, He talk- what was the name of that song? Uh, don't Change. Talk about the idea of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is such a farce. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, that then, Like that shit really, that's the shit that'll ruin relationships and marriages because, like, oh, okay, so you're going to love me even lie. when I'm just, like, not doing shit. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not oh. going to be lazy. I'm going to be a lazy fuck. Like, that doesn't fucking work in a healthy relationship. You have to put in the fucking work. Like, yep. it's like, to me, like, love is, is not unconditional. It's conditional. Mm-hmm. Oh, straight up.
3: Yeah, I... I'm I'm that guy, man. Everything's fucking hella conditional for me, for sure, dude.
0: And
1: women know this too. They know that they're going to women. Quality women are going to know that if they're going to be in a relationship, they're going to choose a partner that understands the idea that everything's conditional.
2: I I think people who have have enough experiences in relationships realize that you have to put in effort. That's exactly you know, man, woman, whatever. You know, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, you have to put in the effort. And like, yeah. you, you can't stagnate. You know, you yeah. have to be willing to work with your partner and like become better together and on your own, too. 100%. Oh, I agree with yeah.
3: that. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Dude, there's nothing else I can say about that. Yeah, I agree 100%. Hey guys, welcome
2: back to Lightning Round where we ask our guests some rapid fire questions. Jet, are you ready? Let's go. Three, two, one. What's your favorite color? Blue. Fewer. You uh, what's your rapper name? Just Jet. Oh, if you were a DJ, what would your name be? Just Jet. If you, what's your dancer name? Just Jet. Come on, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it out. <laughs>
1: favorite food? Oh, fuck. You fucked me up here. First thing that comes to my head? Fuh. Oh. But Ooh. the
2: soup has to be fire.
3: There you Ooh. go. Favorite like Filip- Vietnamese woman.
2: <laughs> what's your favorite Filipino dish? Adobo. Favorite thing about a Vietnamese woman? Oh, Long black hair.
1: Uh. <laughs> but it's... it's oh. It doesn't have to be that, but just... I don't know what it is.
2: Someone who inspires you. Mm. David Goggins.
3: Mm. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh,
2: what are you afraid of? Uh, fuck. How come I can't answer this fast?
1: Maybe, maybe it's, I can't answer this fast because I can't think of a fear. Okay. Oh. What makes you happy? Living my life.
2: Last time you cried.
1: Oh, man. This is a good one. Last year, December.
2: I was on oh. a shroom trip, actually. Ooh, oh, I love those. This is a very, very specific. If you had
1: one wish... That everything pans out the way I wish it to be.
2: Okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Stop being lazy. Oh, okay. Do you
1: have a fetish? What's okay. <laughs> a fetish? <laughs> I don't know what, that, what a fetish uh, do you have is. A, do you have a kink? I guess something like out of like, the do you, that would turn do you like on like feet? Oh, you're talking about like, like a turn-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know. <laughs> nice nibbles? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I feel like that's every guy's like king. I, I I'm not like that crazy. You know, some people like fee, some people like being choked out, like you nah, know, S and M style. Okay. No, nothing, nothing? Okay. Damn. Um I you're, can't, sorry, your, go ahead. your
3: favorite artist. I like Flume. Okay. Your favorite dance crew that you've been in. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kinja's. Nice, nice. Yeah. If you could do one dance style, what would it be? Gangsta walking. All right. If you could go back in time and told tell yourself, your younger self, one thing so that you can excel where you are now, what would that be? Stop being a bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the piece of advice to a creator that only seems to have one creative outlet right now, but they want to divulge into different ones? What would you tell them? Just try it. If you could travel anywhere in the world, one only one place, in one city, where would that be? I'd go back to Shargao. Oh, wow. If there's one language that you could speak outside of the ones that you can really speak, what would that be? <laughs> the Galug.
2: Oh. Well, I wouldn't fucking speak, speak it. No, I can't. I thought I you were going to say Vietnamese.
3: <laughs> <laughs> would, that's one of them. In three years, where do you see yourself? A more learned person. If there's one thing that you do going back in time that you've done before that you can relive one moment, what would that be? All of it. Even the, even the, even the, the
1: shitty times. Wow. Yeah. Just to feel it.
2: Alright guys, that concludes our lightning round. I want to say thank you to our amazing funny guest, just Jet. Let us know where we can find you. Hey. Uh, all my socials, uh, Just Jet, everywhere,
1: Spotify, all that stuff, SoundCloud, all that
3: stuff. Ooh, and thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment below what you guys want to hear on the next podcast. And remember live, live fast, fast, eat
0: fast. ass. <laughs> <Yee>! Oh! <Yo>! <laughs> <laughs>